Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. Hey everybody, Marlo Anderson here, your guru of geek. Uh, Steve has been wanting me to share a lot of the videos uh, or the interviews that I have done at CES over the last couple of years. So I decided that that's probably not a terrible idea. I get I get asked a lot about the interviews that I do at the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, it's always one of the first things every year that I do uh, in Las Vegas, usually there for a couple of weeks, uh, visiting with people, interviewing people, uh, going to events, learning about new technology. It's, it's quite the thing. I've been doing it for a little over 20 years now. Uh, and through that time, I always meet the most amazing people, right? So that's what this is going to be about today. I'm going to uh, share with you some of the interviews that I have done. These are actual video clips that we have uh, brought the audio out of. So you're going to hear the intro music, the outro music, the whole presentation about how uh, the videos get distributed. Uh, many of these are played on, on national television, uh, on news segments and that type of thing. So, so you understand what this is. But I put together some of my favorites. Uh, the very first person we're going to be visiting with is Dr. Alexander, uh, and Dr. Alexander is a very, very fascinating individual. He actually uh, invented uh, the ways that we can wirelessly broadcast our videos to televisions, among many, many other things, as you're going to learn. Um, Dr. Alexander, you know, the first interview here is a little bit about him personally, because I think it's important for you to understand maybe how the mind works of somebody who's creating these most amazing things, right? So you'll have that. And then right after that um, is his vision of a new autonomous vehicle. So we're going to play these two videos back to back. Of course, you're just hearing the audio part, but I just viewed both of them. I think you'll uh, they'll play well as audio as well. So uh, I hope you enjoy listening to Dr. Alexander, and uh, um, he also have other has other products, and we're going to get to those a little bit later in the show too. Uh, but he really is a fascinating individual. Uh, his company name I'm not going to try to say it, but it's if I remember right, it's Innovation spelled backwards. So. You have to be thinking about that too, and he'll he'll say it for you during the interview. So, enjoy this interview, everybody, um, and uh, we'll catch you during the next segment. Uh, again, it's Dr. Alexander, and uh, this is the Tech Ranch. Well, let's let's talk about your background first. You have a very fascinating background. So tell us about maybe the last 15, 18 years of your life. Uh, that, that's easy. Uh, for the past 15 years, I've been a consumer electronics uh, product designer. Most of the people at CES and the electronics world know me for the development of 
a solution that everyone uses. Uh, it's called Miracast. The way you share the screen of your phone to TVs. So most of the companies here utilize that technology. Including myself. <laughs> very, very, I, I love Miracast. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah, well, our, our, next, uh, our next big deal was uh, literally being picked up by a large China company in 09, and that's where the whole story changed for me because I came into the market as a uh, as a coder, right? But then uh, two years into the market, I'm now a product designer, building products for TCL, Alcatel, Hire, all the large China firms. And then two years into that, uh, I'm granted my own shop to go ahead and start doing the things that I could dream up, right? Okay. And No Divining was born. No Divining is innovation spelled backwards. Uh, we, we partnered with Seacom. Uh, we found, I'm co-founder of Seacom. That's one of China's largest uh, tech companies. And uh, in 2016, the government kind of took that company back, uh, which left me to being a design house again. And you were you were in China at that yeah, time? Yeah, right? I was in China for 13 years. Uh, okay. Yeah, China China really gave a, a designer like me an opportunity. I mean, I was I hailed from the energy industry, so um, over here as an engineer uh, or a mechanical designer, you're designing um, things that are are utility. Somewhat interesting, but not the things that are sizzling, right? Right. You go to China, you're always kind of on the cutting edge because the mobile industry was just exploding, and I had the I had the opportunity, as God has seen it, uh, for us to be there on the cutting edge, right when the whole mobile hemisphere was just launching, and I was a part of that, you know. So, so I've been at CES since 2010, uh, won multiple awards, I think. I think I, I think I handled every industry award so far in the consumer electronics. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, so three years ago, the pandemic comes around and changes your life, obviously. So, what happened at that time for you? It absolutely did. Um, you know, we we wanted to make a a mainstay for bringing our manufacturing and products company back to the U.S. anyway, but see, uh, but COVID really just kind of sped up that entire, it expedited it, right? So a lot of makers wanted to onshore to either Mexico or US, and I saw fit to um, seek out what was called Black Wall Street at one time, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was once a place where uh, minorities were really thriving, and for, for the Black Wall Street rebirth to actually happen, it kind of takes a company like mine, uh, a company that has manufacturing scale and capacity, has design and real technology, not an app company. So sometimes it drives me crazy every time you see them speak about the Black Wall Street movements that's happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's always these little $5,000 app companies. Sure. They never really look at the, the hams in the business, right? Yep. And uh, that's, that's really the press's job, right? I think We've somewhat been overlooked because they probably think I'm still a Chinese company. Well, making products isn't hasn't been sexy for a while. It has. It's always yeah. been, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, it's been about the app development. Yeah. I'm starting to see that change a little bit too, and you and I are going to have a conversation after this. So, have you ever thought about what the future of your ride's going to look like? Of course it's going to be autonomous. The vehicle's going to pick you up, take you where you want to go. But you know, it doesn't have to be boring, right? So 
This gives you a glimpse into the future of what autonomous vehicles are going to look like. So let's just start with this vehicle. What is up with this? So uh, this is a partnership between me and my, my one of my great friends, uh, Richard Patterson. He's an automobile designer as well. He designed uh, the, one of Tesla's first cars, and he was a part of the Fisker organization. Two, two real designers coming together to say, hey, listen, we can build a an affordable brand that can actually go to the market and actually compete with these guys in an in a alternative uh, vehicle space, right? Or the EV space. We don't like to say electric vehicle because there's a lot more than that, right? right? Autonomous vehicles are gonna be one of those things that's gonna be your normal everyday activity. You're not gonna drive anymore because our customers are doing so many different things at all times. Uh, it's no longer a singularity complex of your thought, right? Yep. It's everyone's doing multi-thread, right? So the car has got to at least drive itself. This is an autonomous representation of uh, of what we're building. What what it features is our hot swapping capabilities of the batteries. Unlike some of the other EV vehicles, those battery cells are are so heavy that uh, it wouldn't allow for a normal user to actually just change it out, right? It also kind of delays you at the pump or the charts, right. right? So now with our hot swapping ability, a driver will actually be able to go to one of our stations and in three minutes, hot swap out their batteries and continue on in their drive. Now this carries about a 348 uh, mile um, capacity. Um, so I'm going to stop you right there. So the yeah. hot swappable battery yeah. has 348 miles yes. in it right now. Right now, right now. And then you That's actually impressive. Yeah, and you have a and you have a cell that you're changing out that doesn't cost a, uh, that doesn't have a hun over 112 pounds. So just about anyone can actually change out this this swap, right? Okay. Another thing that we're kind of featuring here is the uh, air quality in the cabin. Okay. Don't, so, don't ever hear about this ever. Ever, right? I mean, even the big guys, the Ford, the GMs, uh, a lot of us, when we, when we speak about emissions, we're not really concerned about the N2O2 ratio that we're actually breathing, right? In-cabin in air pressure and in-cabin in air quality is what we're focused on. So one of our patented technologies is air sterilization, how we disassociate volatile organic compounds inside of the, the air, and this is perfect for guys that's uh, doing these rideshare companies and things of that nature. COVID just gave us all a scare, right? Your driver, that taxi cab driver, Uber, or Lyft driver could have been uh, a person that's contaminating half of America because that air quality in the cabin wasn't sterilized. So that sanitation is what we're focused on in every last one of our vehicles and some of the technologies that we're going to license to the bigs. Is this going to be available sometime in the future, or is this kind of a prototype right, we're looking at right be, now? This will be in production ready in 45 days. So we're, we're already, this has been a development. Now, we've been building cars since 2014. We did the F1 race in 2014, took fourth place. Um, and at, in 2014, picture this. We were one of those car companies, our first time in the entire automotive uh, industry that didn't have to pit stop for getting the downloads of the vehicle, right? Because we did everything fly by wire and everything was delivered over wireless. And that was, at that time, I was the first to even feature getting updates from a car. That That's before everything that I think, what, what is Jim's uh, 
Um, OnStar? Yes. Yeah, OnStar wasn't doing that yet. I mean, you could actually have them call, signal you uh, emergency response on the side of the road, but it couldn't tell you what was going on in the car, right? So where do we sign up for the car? Uh, that'll be Jaeger. Now, Jaeger is the car company that we're going to be going out to the market with. It's called Jaeger Autonomous, and you understand why it's autonomous, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, coming to you from CES 2023. The Tech Ranch. Now you know. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. Well, like I said, everybody, Dr. Alexander, an amazing individual, and we're not done with him yet. That's the amazing thing about this. So I ran into Dr. Alexander before CES actually opened this year, and we spent most of the afternoon before CES just going through his booth and uh, had just incredible things to talk about. A lot of it we didn't record, a lot of it we did. Uh, this next thing that you're going to be hearing about is air quality, something that we've really been uh, very concerned about with, uh, you know, especially lately with all the smoke in the air, that ability to breathe good air and how important it is to us is what he's going to be talking about here. And again, it's a video that we've, we've uh, taken and pulled the audio, audio out of. The unit that you're going to hear Dr. Alexander and I talk about is actually a handheld unit. It's really no bigger than like your smartphone that you can carry with you. You can actually put it right underneath your nose and breathe in this good quality air. It's a very portable device. Uh, I believe that there are other ways of delivering it other than just holding this device under your nose. Uh, but you know, enjoy the video, everybody. I think uh, um, you're gonna you're gonna learn a little bit from Dr. Alexander about air quality and uh, what's going on in our air and and natural ways uh, that the Earth and our air actually scrubs itself. Uh, but of course, we you know living in the homes that we live in, living in smoke filled conditions, whatever greatly impact the quality of air. So anyway, Dr. Alexander, the company is called New Airs. Uh, enjoy, everybody. I'm going to allow you to experience good quality air for the first time in this a long time. Is not time. good quality in here? No, of course not. Okay. Of course not. Okay. Oh my, it's just like a lightning storm. Yeah. Yeah, right afterwards, you know, when you it's, get that really crisp air. And what happens there... Lightning storm creates ionization in the atmosphere. Ionization creates a lot of oxygen, so it's that ozone smell that you that you get, right? right? But right, that's a right, natural right. that's a natural occurrence in nature. This is CES. We should be talking about these types of technologies, right? So let's let's go ahead and discuss the Chapman cycle real quick, right? Okay. What happens with our ozone layer? We have our solar arrays that's coming out that has solar dust in it. That solar dust has bacteria, harmful bacteria. Our ozone layer protects us from that, right? What's in our ozone layer? O3, that's three parts oxygen, right? Right below that is the bombardment cycle. That's the nitrogen elements, right? That's bombarding it because it's catalyzed by the UV sunlight. UV energizes the nitrogen to bombard the ozone that turns that O3 into O2 as it comes down to our atmosphere, and that's what we call air, right? 
this is that entire Chapman cycle in the palm of my hand. So is there like an oxygen cartridge or how is this working? That's, that's the whole idea. So it, it actually takes in the N2O2 or what you call air. It ionizes the air at a catalyst sieve. Once it ionizes it, it disassociates the oxygen from the nitrogen and the volatile organic compounds. Nitrogen, nitrogen becomes a radical. Ozone is now formed because the oxygen is now uh, combining, right? Now we add sunlight. We need the solar. UVC allows the nitrogen to bombard that ozone that uh, was created in that kill chamber, creating a 95% pure oxygen on the output. No filter, chamberless filter. I mean, this catalyst sieve, nitrogen plasma, creation of ozone, disassociation of ozone to pure air on the outside. So all it's doing is taking bad air in, anything that goes through ozone is gonna to totally dismember it and allows allow pure air to be generated on the outside. Because ozone, for example, I mean, if you put it in a smoke-filled room, will just clear out the smoke just quickly, like this. Yeah, it, just, it oxidizes it in the air. Correct? That's it, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So ionization, uh, we call this, uh, we call this ionization or disassociation of volatile organic compounds. So my mom, for example, wears yeah. oxygen, right? I mean, would this be a replacement for her it doing that? Tankless oxygen. No tank, no charger. This is You can charge this with, with your phone charger. And this is actually the size that people, a lot of Uber drivers and Lyft drivers had this in their car during COVID. There's a reason for it, you know? So. You're thinking, I mean, obviously health reasons for like my mother, yeah. but you're also thinking that if you have a car that does not have the features that your car has, they can just adapt it with Absolutely, this. absolutely. I mean, look, air quality is one of the biggest discussions that we should have because air is what you consume most. I don't care what you had for breakfast today, you had more nitrogen than you had anything else. Carbon is actually your fuel. You're gonna yeah. burn that off, That's but great. you actually are fueled by that nitrogen, right? And that nitrogen and oxygen. And and just for the just for the viewers out there, you hear me speaking about nitrogen. I know a lot of you are saying, "Hey, I thought I bred oxygen." Yeah. Well, it's 78 percent nitrogen in our atmosphere. Right. Only 22 percent oxygen. Right. So right. your largest consumption is nitrogen. So what about? Homes that have mold and all that stuff. All of this that. Help all so of I have the, the larger versions of this. Okay. This is the handheld. This is sunlight in a, in a bottle, right? Uh, but the larger versions are uh, from here to even water sterilization in the same process. Think about this. You, you guys all went through the COVID. And if you purchase a sterilizer, it had a filter on it. So then you captured all of the bacteria that you were trying to protect, you, protect yourself from. Okay, now change the filter. Did anyone tell you to put a hazmat suit on? No. Because that bacteria continues to grow, right? So it was worse when you were changing it out than uh, the whole time that you were protecting, quote unquote, yourself from it. This is filterless. This is the way God intended it. It's kind of like a, it, it's, it's a God device for the most part. When I say God, I'm, I'm literally speaking about the way nature intended it, right? That's why we say we, I can't even take credit for creation of this because it's true mimicry in engineering. I literally tried to do the same thing that our world was built out of, you know? This is a consumer electronics show, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a throwback. Uh, the Philco 
television, right? Yep. Everyone had a Philco TV at one point in time in their life. And as a kid, you would throw a, a sock or a t-shirt on the face of it and it'll, it'll stick. Because it created a lot of static, right? So it also created a lot of dust, right? You ever wonder where that dust came from? Um, I would say the decay of human skin. And that's what they've been telling us, right? Oh, so it's not. So, so this is a big educational moment. I need a close-up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. So picture, if I told you that when you, when you exhaled, yep. that was the CO2, right? right? So let's break that down into elements. Carbon and oxygen, yes. right? And if I told you that that Philco TV was actually electrifying by a static radiation, that CO2 that you emitted, crystallizing the carbon and allowing the oxygen to bond to another nitrogen so you can have air in your house. Your air that you exhaled became the dust that was on that TV. Interesting. Science 101. It's Dr. Leo Alexander, founder, CEO of Noidavani. I enjoyed this moment with you, brother. It's been good. No, good. no. Thank you. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Tech Ranch, as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com. One of the things I love about uh, CES is the running into people that maybe, you know, that I've, I've talked to in the past or whatever, and then see how, how that, that technology has, has developed. I had the opportunity to visit with uh, Dr. Andil Akter, uh, A-K-H-T-E-R, and he has a friend, his friend's name is Dan, uh, who had lost a limb, and Dr. Actor has actually built a bionic limb. And what's amazing about this is uh, the first time I met him and then visited with Dan a little bit, Dan talked about, he has two children. Dan talks about how he was uh, able to feel his daughter's hand as they were, or touch as they were holding hands one time with his bionic limb. So the ability to even feel is uh, becoming a reality for people who have lost limbs. So this is an amazing story uh, and um, actually kind of touched me uh, watching this develop over the years. You're going you're gonna to hear, uh, again, this was uh, for video for CES 2022 and 2023. There are actually two interviews. We'll play them back to back. The first one's a little shorter. The second one's significantly longer. And... Uh, um, the first one's kind of an introduction to this. So uh, Dr. Actor actually has a board that he, uh, in the first video, that he's holding up. And uh, Dan is able to punch through that board with the uh, bionic arm. So pretty impressive, right? And then uh, in the second interview, they actually talked me into holding this board. And there is... 
I don't think I'd ever done that the first time, but because I knew them going into that second, uh, there was a little little higher level of trust because obviously I had to hold this board. And as I'm holding this thing, I'm thinking, well, what if Dan's off by just a you know inch or two? He's going to smash one of my fingers or something like this because it's not like I'm holding it behind. You actually have to grip over the board to do this. But, but the story is amazing. Uh, what's going on? in artificial limbs is absolutely astounding and i think you're really gonna be impressed by what they have created and oh and by the way the other thing is is that these are now available to anybody that's what i love about this is that uh, and it's not as expensive as you might think you're going to hear that uh, in these interviews about how affordable they are and the fact that you can actually use insurance and Medicaid now, uh, they've gone through that process as well. So it's an incredible story. And uh, for anybody that you know that, that uh, you know, has lost a limb, uh, this is kind of a new hope uh, for those people. And, you know, I just, I just think, I think about what's going on with people who um, are no longer able to walk. Uh, I'm not talking about just the lack of limbs. I'm talking about if they're paralyzed or whatever. There's a lot of work being done in that area right now, too. Um, I'm working to get an interview sometime in the future with a very, very unique technology there that uh, um, they claim, actually, that paralysis may be a thing of the past. Incredible, isn't it? It's just it's it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, with all their pluses and minuses to technology, of course, and uh, sometimes things seem to be moving at an incredible speed, which they are, and the advent of artificial intelligence that we're using in everyday life now has really accelerated that. This is some of the good that is coming out of that, that ability to create a better human condition for anybody is what is really, really exciting to me. So anyway, I hope you enjoy these two interviews uh, from CES 2022-2023. Again, Dr. Andel Actor uh, is the gentleman who invented it, and his uh, uh, friend that is joining him, his name is Dan. We don't reveal his last name, uh, but he has uh, he's the one that will be demonstrating the arm. It's uh, very, very impressive. So... Enjoy, everybody. This is an incredible product here. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have developed and the usefulness. And, and, and I'd love to hear your story, Dan. So, yeah. you know, but go ahead, deal. Tell us what, what you have going on and, and how this is developed. Yeah, so we develop advanced bionic limbs that are affordable and accessible for everyone. And so this is our latest uh, product, the Ability Hand. And it's a bionic hand meant for people who have lost it, and they can control it just with their muscles. And so they can control all the individual fingers on it um, and do different grips with it, too. And um, Dan will be able to demonstrate that. I'm so impressed. I really am by this. So are you, uh, uh, is this a 3D printed uh, with some circuitry added to sensors and that type of thing? Or are you actually mass producing these now? Or how does this work? So it's actually a, a bit of both. So okay. we have 3D printed components, but then we reinforce them with things like carbon fiber and silicone gotcha. to make them super robust to impact and super light and strong. Because each person has an individual need, right? So having that 3D printed piece allows you to do that, if I'm exactly. assuming correct. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So you say affordable. Yes. So 
what does that mean? I have yep. no idea. I'm thinking that something like what you are wearing right there would cost $100,000. So it's definitely not $100,000. It's more in the range of ten to 20000 Oh my goodness. And not only that, so before wow. our hand came wow. along, um, only about 10% of individuals could actually afford a bionic hand. And that's if you're in the military or if you had a workplace accident. We got it covered by Medicare, and that expanded that access to 75% of patients can now afford a bionic hand. And so not only is it more advanced than any of the other bionic hands out there, it's more accessible than ever. So I think we are going to do a demonstration. Yeah, let's right? do it. Right? All right, all right. Ready for this? Yep. We good? Yep. Yeah! <laughs> That's unbelievable. Are you producing other limbs as well? So we're, we've got some ideas for an ability leg in addition to our ability hand. Okay, okay, very cool. Are these available? I mean, can. If, if I knew somebody that needed one, would you be able to outfit that person? So we just released this nationwide three months ago. Okay. And so it's uh, covered by insurances all across the United States. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool as well. So very, very nice. And how do we find out more information about your product? So you can visit our website at www.psionic.io. Why don't you spell that out? So it's P-S-Y-O-N-I-C dot I-O. Okay. Very good. At CES 2022, this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. One of the best things about, about being at CES is running into people who we've met before that have taken what they have created and made it better. And look who I ran into. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Yes, so, yes, all right. Yes. Good to see you, good man. Good to see you, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. What so, have you been up to? Yeah. So, now we have this hand available nationwide, and we've uh, started selling it globally. NASA and Meta have actually bought our hand and put them on humanoid robots as oh well. So, we've it's it's just exploding That's, like crazy. So, we're really excited. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and so, something that we didn't get to try to do with you last year yeah. was that I don't think you got a chance to try out the hand, did you? I did not. All right, so would you like to try out the hand? Let's do it. All right, all right. So we've got this set up no over idea here. What we're doing here. <laughs> and so I've got this uh, this phone attached to it, right? Okay. And so what you're going to do is put your hand in the camera. Okay. And then um, whatever you do on the, the camera, the hand is actually going to mimic. All right, so let's turn that towards the camera all right, this way. So let's do that. So I'm going to go like this. Yep. And like this. <laughs> and like this. Oh my goodness. Oh, I guess I won't wave, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And so we actually just moved to San Diego in the last six months. Okay. We're working with the military hospital there on connecting these hands directly to your bones and your nerves. And so with your nerves, you'd actually be able to do this level of control directly just from your mind. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm just stunned at how quick that yeah, is. Right? I mean, it's, it's like it instantly maps your hand, right? Yeah. Maps every joint. That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> you know what I want to do, right? No. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. That, that's, that's right. right. Thumbs that's up, right. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> and did you want to do another board break? break well, we'll, we'll have to do that. But yeah. I, I really want to know yeah. more about yeah, you know absolutely. where where are you taking this technology? Yeah. I mean, what what is you obviously are a visionary when it comes to this. So 
tell me what you're thinking for, like, what am I going to see next year? What are you working on right now? Ah, so we've got some plans for uh, an ability leg that you can do a triathlon in. So we okay. started designs on that. And um, a lot of the tech that we're working on is, is related to those bone and nerve implants that I was telling you about, right? So directly integrating this hand. So here, let me pop this guy off so you can see it. So this is the hand, yeah. right? Um, so instead of going on a socket that goes over your, your residual limb, you'd actually have a titanium implant that goes inside your bones and then connects directly to it. And then we would have the nerve implants actually come uh, wire out through that. And so what's crazy is that not only would you be able to do this individual finger control, but when you touch the fingertips, you would actually stimulate your nerves to make it feel like it's coming from your actual hand that you don't have anymore. So this is the future tech that we're going to be seeing over the next two, three years. That, that is just amazing to me, right? I mean, and so it's an artificial hand that you can control with your mind. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just going to get it even more and more impossible. natural. It really does. You know, I know you just, just think that this is everyday stuff, but for people who aren't around this all the time, it's, 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 it's hard to describe. And, and, you know, the ability that this gives people who, who have lost limbs or whatever due to whatever, military, uh, illness, what have you. Sure. I mean, you are, you are literally changing lives with this every day. And that's so, the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. And that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And it's really cool. So another thing is that with the, you know, with the explosion in like humanoid robots and, and different like ro manufacturing robots, robotic surgery and all of that, what we found is that if you're building a robot to do human tasks, then we've optimized our hand for humans to do human tasks. So it makes sense that the robots get sure, the same thing. Sure. So when Meta and NASA and Aptronic and Sanctuary AI, like the, all these humanoid robot companies and manufacturing companies are purchasing our hand, they're they're trying to do these human tasks with it. So right. it, it makes natural sense for them to use it as well. So right. the same hand that the humans are getting, the robots are getting as well. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. So, so all right. So. We're going to wrap this one up here, but okay. we're going to do another little demonstration. So last year, when we did this, you know, we had you break a board. Now, I guess this year you guys are talking into holding the board. Yeah. So that was yeah. 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 You can hold yeah. it. But do you have any other, other wonderful stories to share with us, you know, since last year? Uh, with, you know, any experiences maybe uh, with, with, with your arm, with your new arm? Uh, I think one of the, the big things is my daughter now is old enough uh, to realize what my hand is and what it does. So she's definitely been way more interested in it and, you know, wanting me to always wear it and let's do this with the hand and just testing things out. So that's been really cool to see. So do you, do you get do you get this request a lot to break boards and things? Only when I went with the, with the deal. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you're at a party, right? You're with family and friends. They're like, come on, break the board. <laughs> you've been doing, uh, you've been uh, working out a lot with the hand, right? Yes. Um, yeah, still working out a lot in the gym, you know, lifting weights. Uh, it's definitely been a game changer in that area. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Are we ready to do this? Yeah. Okay. So. I will hand you the board. Okay. So you how do, do I hold this? Then, um, so yeah, just like just like that, you got it. Or I mean, is it better like this? Yeah, or yeah, go the other way. Okay. Yeah, the other way. Okay. And do I just like? Yeah. Straight yeah. out like yeah, this. Straight out. Keep your arms keep locked your arms up. Locked okay. Up. Yeah. Yep. Don't fall off the stage yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be so forceful that yes. it's just going to blow yes. away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back back up a little bit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, there's a lot more trust in this than me falling backwards on somebody to catch me. Oh my goodness, I'm like, is he gonna break my hands? <laughs> so, so is this the first time you ever held a board that someone First broke? time, All first right. time. Nice job. Oh, there we go, it does still work, look at that, look at that. Thanks guys, it's really been a pleasure having you back. It's, it's awesome to be back. So, thanks for letting me hold the board. Thank you for trusting me. You, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're bonded for life now. That's you know? right. So, yeah, yeah. Any, anything else you guys want to do or to, to wrap up to uh, let us know anything new or... Yeah, so we're actually stories? we're actually in the middle of an equity crowdfunding oh, yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so, um, we, we, you know, we're all about accessibility about the psionic, right? Making the hand covered by Medicare so more patients than ever can, uh, yep. can have it. So we were like, why don't we make the company accessible too and so we're on start engine and so if you go to psionic.io slash invest you can actually invest in the company and uh, anyone can get involved with uh, our bionic revolution wow wow <laughs> say the website again psionic.io slash invest and your website is at psionic.io all right very good this is your guru of geek marlo anderson coming to you from ces 2023 the Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. Hey, and welcome back to the Tech Ranch, everybody. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. And I hope you're enjoying this special segment of the Tech Ranch. These are interviews that I conducted during CES over the last couple of years. Mostly from this year's, uh, I'll tell you if some of these other interviews uh, later in the program are from earlier years. Last one, of course, Dr. Actor with the bionic limb. I hope that inspired you to what is possible, what is coming as far and what is already available, right, for people who maybe need a little help replacing a, a limb so or, or what have you. So it's really interesting how the world of medicine is changing. So we're going to go on again to Dr. Alexander. He start, kind of started the show. Uh, we're we're going to move into another thing that he's working on. And a lot of people are concerned about drones. And, you know, there's a whole industry springing up around anti-drone. You know, what do you do to prevent uh, invasion into your private spaces, surveillance, maybe even warfare and he's come up with a, a very unique way to disable drones so the conversation and you can see it's 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 going to be you know we're, we're going to be picking this up uh, he's actually as we're talking because again this is a video that we're converting over but as we're talking he's actually assembling this drone blocker that he has developed. So that's what's going on. He's talking that through and, and, and also, you know, talking about why this is an important thing. And I think you're really going to enjoy this. You know, this is certainly a top of mind topic all the time as drones become more and more prevalent in our lives and their ability to do amazing things but i also think that there's a lot of concerns by a lot of people as to the nefarious things that are also possible and all you have to do is turn in the news uh any given time and you can hear about those type of things that are going on across the world it does make our 
you know, our soldiers are probably, you know, we're not putting a lot of lot of people in harm's way uh, when we're at war, at, at least our own people. So there are those advantages. But of course, if we're under attack by drones, there's a, that's a whole nother thing, right? And you could even say that, you know, as we start moving forward with large gatherings, I think about, you know, some of the large things we have just that go on in our neck of the woods. Uh, but there are people, there are large gatherings all the time. So municipalities it should be part of the arsenal that our law enforcement carry with them uh, so it's really important i think to hear what dr alexander has to say and uh, i hope you enjoy this video converted to audio from ces 2023 this is the tech ranch imagine you're at a mardi gras and a consumer drone flies overhead and this little powder drops into the crowd and it's anthrax. Who do you call? The firefighters? Police officers? Probably Part not anthrax busters like Ghostbusters. Seriously, yeah. seriously. Yeah. The reason the reason why this is important for municipalities to actually pay attention to this is because th these are the threats that companies like ours are helping you face in the near future because you can't fight tomorrow's threats with yesterday's weapons. The, the obstacle of a human or the, the thing that is a, is a problem for human is the fact that they can't affect anything above 14 feet. That means you can't shoot water at it, you can't throw something at it. It's coming at you at 60 miles an hour and it can fly as high as two miles up in the air after it's already dropped its payload. So how do you go after that person? Well, you have to, you have to develop your mobile assault. So this mobile assault directional antenna allows us to go ahead and discombobulate a drone. Um, we shoot a directional frequency array that spans out uh, about 180 degree at its at its um, the end of its nose cone. We have we also have a, a laser scope uh, with digital zoom, so that you can affect effectually identify the drone and just point and push in that direction, and the drone will go to safe mode. Um, literally, um, the the controller of the drone has no further control of the drone once it's. Uh, interfacing with this. So when it goes to safe mode, what happens to the drone at that time? Does it just go home or just drop out of the it sky? It does not go home. Uh, the safe mode right now brings the drone straight down. Straight down and it has to avoid obstacles on the way down. So it's the safer way to do it. A lot of other drone deterrent systems either have a netting uh, projectile solution or something like that, but what you've just eliminated um, was something that actually caused another problem because if it had a payload say it was carrying a bomb or anthrax and now it's falling out of the sky you have a rock falling out of the sky on something that you can't you can't protect right so our idea was to first connect uh, with with frequency uh, diffuse the frequency of the controller and then our further attempts of uh, drone deterrence was taking it a step further. 
Now I can detect the drone in our airspace, and by frequency augmentation, we can actually now take control of it. So does this actually send some type of warning to your smart device or whatever that allows you to know that there's a drone in the vicinity that then you can take action to? How does this work? So this, uh, this is uh, like an AWAS for, for drones. So it's early warning, um, ordnance detection, right? So you actually, you, this is almost military grade, right? So uh, the way that you would build one of those domes this is what this was built for. Uh, we've done tremendous amount of studies uh, around the wind and the air that was created around those drones because they they put off a, a different signature than that of a bird. So uh, it was a tremendous amount of study here. We find that this is going to be the apparatus that will assist in arenas, stadiums, public places, uh, large events, um, schools, you name it, any place that had uh, a designated no-fly space requires this. Is this reasonable enough that people could purchase it for, for themselves too, or is this basically for governments, municipalities, that type of thing? Well, most of, the, most of this level uh, equipment is uh, built for municipalities, uh, minor governments, um, FMS, if you will, foreign military services, uh, and They'll get the they'll get the bigger they'll get the bigger uh, value out of it right now, but it's also a trickle down value to the citizen if they have that in space, right? This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, coming to you from CES 2023. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to August 19th, 2023 in the National Day calendar. Today... We soar to new heights with the marvels of flight and capture moments in a snap. Human dreams of flying trace back centuries, but it wasn't until the Wright brothers' successful flight in 1903 that this dream truly became a reality. My name is Wilbur Wright. My name is Orville Wright. We're the first to invent human flight. For centuries, people have tried to solve the flying problem, and I believe they focused on the wrong aspects of the problem. Before you can thrust an object into the air, you need to know how to control it. Orville and I, we spent our, our energies on that problem. I remember the first day that I flew. Leaving the Earth for the first time is what sticks in my head. To feel the wind underneath you feels like a bird. Commemorating Orville Wright's birthday, National Aviation Day celebrates the pioneers of flight and the advancements in aviation. Today, as you see a plane streaking across the sky, take a moment to marvel at how far we've come and the boundaries we continue to push in the realm of flight. So happy birthday, Orville, and thanks for the opportunity for me to have lunch in North Dakota and dinner in Vegas. Nice. Love that. <laughs>
Now, while the skies inspire wonder, photography allows us to encapsulate moments forever. From the first photograph taken in the early 19th century to today's digital snapshot, photography has granted us the power to capture, share, and relive memories. It transcends barriers, telling stories without words, and connects us to people and places far away. On World Photography Day, whether you're a professional with a DSLR or someone capturing moments on a smartphone, take a shot that means something to you and share your perspective with the world. Strike a pose. Say cheese, Marlo. Okay, this looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm posing. I'm keeping going here. I love okay, enough, enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latoya Johnson. I'm Marlo Anderson. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. Until next time, say cheese. <laughs> and keep celebrating. It's mid-August and you're either on vacation or have returned from one. What? You didn't take a vacation this year? Not a good idea, especially for your career. From America's number one travel radio show, this is your RM World Travel Minute. I'm Rudy Maxa. I have friends who fear if they take time off, someone will decide they really aren't that valuable anyway. Wrong. A Harvard Business School study. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Brian Clark. Hurricane Hillary, a new experience for Southern California. I've lived here all my life. I've never seen a a tropical storm yet. (laughs) California's under a tropical storm warning for the first time ever. Hillary's expected to make landfall on the Baja Peninsula and cross the border into the U.S. as a tropical storm. Intense rains and flooding, the major concerns. The chair of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, Janice Hahn, calls this a a once-in-a-lifetime event. We know that uh, Hillary will affect different parts of L.A. County differently, but wherever you live, most important tool to stay safe is information. Inland desert areas could see a year's worth of rain in 24 hours. In Washington State, Fast-moving wildfire burning near Spokane. It's killed at least one person. It's called the Gray Fire. It's already exploded to over 8,000 acres. It started just Friday afternoon. It's burned over 180 buildings. Meanwhile, the search continues in Hawaii for more victims of the wildfires on Maui that killed at least 114 people. Former President Donald Trump so far is not committed to attending Wednesday's Republican debate in Milwaukee. One candidate who will be on stage is a Trump critic, the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. He told reporters in Georgia. When he says something like, I'm getting indicted for you, baloney. He's getting indicted because of his conduct. They're not after anybody else in America. They're after the guy who took the classified documents to Mar-a-Lago and hid them for 18 months. A Russian missile strike killed at least seven people and injured over 100 in northern Ukraine. President Biden Friday confirming that the U.S. approves the Netherlands and Denmark giving F-16s to Ukraine set up the war. Russia has already lost. It cannot meet its original objective, which it stated. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270 Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. Mostly sunny and breezy today with a high near 85. Northwest winds up to 30 miles per hour and periods of smoke this afternoon into tonight. For tonight, mostly cloudy, 56. Slight chance of a shower late. Maybe a shower on your Sunday morning, then clouds in 67. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Get yours now at grandpasbbqshop.com. Currently 78 degrees.
In communities across North Dakota, AM radio stations like ours are vital connections to emergency information, weather updates, local news, sports, and entertainment. And we need your help. Text AM to 52886. That's text AM to 52886. And tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. This ad is aired by the North Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. Don't miss a minute of the Sean Hannity Show. I know that there is a segment of of society that would love a perpetual shutdown, and I guess we can live in a bubble, but who's going to build the bubble if everybody shuts down? Weekday afternoons, starting at 2 on Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. And this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and I still showing off. Uh, I guess I can't say showing off, but uh, having you participate in CES through the Tech Ranch, and uh, we have queued up three more interviews. First one is from Badger. It's a robotic mower. I have one of these. I love it. Just so you know, I love it. The second one is Skyplug. This is a fascinating technology that's going to change the way we install lighting, fans, ceiling fans, those type of things moving forward. The third one is Ambient Weather. Ambient Weather has been around for a long time. They are used in many, many weather reporting stations across the world. So these are the next three interviews we have queued up. And you're listening to The Tech Ranch. And we appreciate that you're here today. I love the springtime, right? And that first mowing of the grass. It's like this tradition that you have to go through every year. But I tell you, by the fourth or fifth time I have to mow, I am done with it for the year. So Ned is with Badger. Badger is uh, one of the leading autonomous lawnmowers on the market. Yep. And uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the current product you have, and then you have something new that we're gonna talk about as well. But uh, what you have now is pretty cool too. Yeah. So yeah. let's start yeah. there. Yeah, we're excited. This is our uh, new line of robotic mowers. Uh, they're coming out in the spring of uh, 2023. So these right here that are bouncing around right now are coming out this spring? This spring, yes. This is our small version okay. for smaller yards. Okay. And uh, it runs off a two and a half amp hour lithium battery. And then this is our larger model, which runs off a five amp hour lithium battery. And so do you have like a, a square footage or anything like that, that like your like blue here would take care of? Yeah, I, I would say about a, a quarter an acre with okay. blue and okay. then an acre. With oh, really? Large, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. That's yeah, high capacity. The other good thing about it, if you got a furry friend or anything like that, or trees, yep. um, it's got a sonar sensor on it that it, it'll bump into it and it'll it'll back off. Okay. It's exciting. That's Yes. Yeah, I agree. And what happens is there's a perimeter wire around, almost like the dog fence. Right, right. And that's what these run off right now. Right. And when it gets tired and runs out of gas, 
um, it goes back to its charging station okay. automatically. Okay. Okay. It'll charge back up and go back so, out and finish. So the how job. long does it uh, take for it to charge then? Um, the larger one probably an hour and a half. Oh, so that's not bad at all. No, no, okay. not at all. Okay. And the smaller one, maybe an hour. All right. So spring of '23, everybody, Badger will be coming out with with a new mower. Uh, so you got to check that out when it comes out. But 2024, you have even more exciting news. Yeah, we're yeah. really excited about this product. This is our um, uh, GPS model. Okay. Where there'll be no wire required. Okay. So it'll cut up to two acres. It can do a 30-degree incline. Wow. It's got a 5-amp-hour battery, so plenty of runtime. And all it does is it maps out the yard one time and goes. Wow. Wow. And the different, these cut randomly. Um, this one will be able to do rows. And so stripe your yard. Kind of, okay, so kind of, kind of like the uh, combines right now, or whatever in ag, right? Where you can just set the GPS and it kind of does its thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. So, is there going to be uh, a little bit of a price difference between next year's model with GPS compared to this? Yeah, and, and will yeah. you continue to use, offer this model? As oh, well? absolutely. Okay. I mean, th okay. this will be a great price point. I would, you know, estimate between five fifty and six hundred. Um, really? Yeah, and then. Um, the bigger one, 800 to 900, and then we're still working on pricing on the GPS. But you That's know, it'd be a step up. Price for a lawnmower because most, I mean, the last lawnmower I bought for my yard cost 500 bucks. Right. And that's a push mower. Right. So we're. Yeah, so you're right in that same space then. And you know, you set it up once and. Yeah, and you're done. You're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Very go, cool. Go relax and you know enjoy the game and not have to worry about getting up and. Um, uh, the grass. You're talking me into this now. So, <laughs> all right, where do we find out more about Badger? Okay. Well, BadgerPower.com, and um, we'll have all this information up. It's going soon. All right, thank you, Ned. Great, Appreciate thanks. it. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, at CES 2023. So, when you come to CES, a lot of times you're here for new products, new gadgets. But a lot of companies come here because they've reimagined what it looks like if you're using old technology, maybe old processes, and SkyX has come up with a wonderful way to reimagine how we do lighting in our homes. Ronnie's standing next to me here. Ronnie, what have you done with lighting? So what we did is uh, hundreds of millions of times annually people go on ladder, risk their life just to install light fixtures or ceiling fans, touching hazardous wires. So we came with that receptacle. It's a ceiling receptacle. It takes you two minutes to connect the first time. It goes on the ceiling, and then that's the plug, and that's a standard version. When we have the smart, we'll show you secondly, and you just connect it this way, and you install within seconds a light fixture or ceiling fans technically without touching wires. And we went to the regulators uh, kind of conducting the safety model like the airbag did for cars. We did for this because we showed the safety aspects and they were voted into the National Electrical Code, American Standardization Institute and National Electrical Manufacturing Association. Based on all of the safety aspects, we got the regulators really behind us and it's a similar and our goal is similar like the GFCI uh, you have in your bathroom. The receptacle with the safety switch right. so this is our path and we're 10 years in the process and finally got to the final phase and uh, people believe that we are in a very safe way a safe path to become a standard standardization so that was huge and then in the time being of this process we started inventing smart gadgets around this plug 
and we added all the smart features. So today you install a fixture, uh, you can plug and play a fixture and really talk to us, say Siri, turn on the fixture, dim it to 30%, Google, dim it to 80%, Alexa, dim it to 40, that we could, we're going to, we do it with Microsoft, Samsung, and other leading companies. Every industry is going towards smart, but the lighting industry was kind of slow on the fixtures. It's like you have a smart TV, now you have a smart fixture or a ceiling fan. They can literally talk, talk with it or just dim it uh, through your app and control it and schedule it in all the energy saving modes and color changing and emergency lights. So we're quite excited and uh, we won also the Smart Innovation Award here in the CS. so we're very proud of this. Give us some case samples now. I mean, do you see people, for example, that have some company coming over, so they put a chandelier up, and then it gets a little warm outside so they can just put a ceiling fan in. I mean, do you have these things going so, on? So, yeah, right we actually, it's funny. We have people, like, uh, in wintertime, they, they bring the ceiling fans off, uh, take them off of, of their balcony or another a terrace or something like this, and during summertime, they plug them in. For holidays, you can, I saw people taking a chandelier out and plugging in this Christmas light and holiday teams and stuff like this. So the plug and play enables, you know, many other options right. to come to play. So yes, and we, uh, the retrofit kits we sell actually can have every chandelier or pendant or light picture become a smart plug and play picture because you just add that part alone by itself, the, ret the smart retrofit kit, and that becomes a plug and play. So is the product available already? Can we go We're actually it? now, uh, skyplug.com and press on shop now. You can start making reservations that we're supplying next month, starting to supply okay. next month. And say the website again? Uh, skyplug.com and go to shop. All right, I appreciate it, Ronnie. This Thank is your you. guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. Thank you so much. So ambient weather's been around since? 1998. Okay. And you've been part of like the weather underground or wonderground now yep. uh, uh, for many, many years. In fact, I think, as you were saying earlier, at one time, like 70% of all the weather stations that were out there were ambient weather stations, right? Yeah. They used our software or it was our physical hardware sending the data to uh, weather underground. And yep, most of the, the majority, 70% were at one point either using our software or our hardware to get there yep so one of the things and and this goes back to i have a group of guys that i get with in the morning when i'm home right and and fortunately i'm the young one of all these people yet but weather is always a topic and one one person will say hey i got three point you know four inches of snow over here yep. and the other guy will say well i got eight inches over here and then the case the official weather station for our area is reporting 2.4 inches uh so why is it important for us to have weather where we're at and the information that we have? I mean, can you give me a couple case samples as to why that's important? Sure, absolutely. Whether you're just an average homeowner who's wanting to have the weather so you can make decisions for your own irrigation uh, on your lot, on your yard, or whether you're looking for a larger scale, um, taking steps up to, hey, just have a, a garden, right? We have soil moisture sensors, we have things like that. You're hyper-local, right, is one of the terms that we use. Um, whether you're an agricultural application, a farm, whatever it may be, you can use that data, whether it's your goal is to be conserve, right, conserve water, conserve resources, or whether it's just, hey, what's the best time to 
cut the grass, what's the best time to cut the hay, whatever it may be, you can have that hyper-local information that nobody else can give you, right? You can't turn to any TV channel if you're 25 miles an hour from their weather station and they're going to tell you they're perfect, right? They'll give you an idea, but the old adage, you know, don't just stick your finger in the air, lick it right. and stick it in the air and try to get the idea of like, ah, oh, it's time to do whatever, right? You can get that hyper-local data, whether it's on our consoles, whether it's in your app, um, and you can access that data wherever you may be. Any new products coming out this year? We have lots of products kind of, uh, I'll say, in the funnel. Um, we have some new weather station displays. We have some new accessories, some new sensors that we're hoping to get out in 2023. Okay. Um, we're hoping to have a uh, Wi-Fi and solar-powered camera, at the very least, maybe a cellular version. That would be, uh, if we can do that, that would be awesome. Okay. Um, Hardware-wise, uh, our top-of-the-line unit, the WS5000 here behind us, um, that's only been out about two years, so we're, we're hoping that that uh, continues to grow, and uh, that's our flagship at this point, but, uh, and then hoping to add accessories and additional features for now. And where do we find more information about Ambient Weather? Um, you can go to our website if you're looking to buy something, ambientweather.com. Um, ambientweather.net is our weather network. You can access that, or Ambient Weather Network. You can access it, pull up your specific location, look at your hyperlocal weather data, and start making those weather decisions. I appreciate your time, JJ. Yeah. This is Marlo Anderson, your guru of geek at CES 2023. The Tech Ranch. So you're Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. Well, in case you're just joining us right now, and appreciate that you are, by the way, we are showcasing some of the interviews that I did during CES, uh, mostly from this year, although we're peppering some of the, of the uh, interviews from the last couple years that I think are still relevant. This next section, of course, AI was a big deal at CES this year, and we may have other videos or other interviews, I should say, later on in the program. But these two that you're about ready to hear are really interesting. The first one is a company called Highwind. Highwind has developed artificial intelligence to assist with 911 calls. It's very interesting, and uh, I think this will have a significant impact on how we handle emergency response moving forward. So I think you're really going to be interested in this. If you're part of a, of a municipality of any kind, you really need to pay attention to this, this interview with Highwind because I think it's something that can be implemented and certainly help with emergency response. The second one is a company called Rephrase, rephrase.ai, and they're based on using artificial intelligence for video creation, you know, around training videos, around social media, those type of things. So I think you're going to find both of these interviews very fascinating. Both come from CES 2023, coming out of Las Vegas uh, in January of 2023, and you know, it's, of course, a great, the show is huge. I wish I had more time to talk about it today. But uh, anyway, enjoy these videos, uh, rephrase.ai, and right in front of that, a company called Highwind. And you're listening to the Tech Ranch with your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. What does artificial intelligence have to do with making a 911 call? Well, 
Adrian, I think you have maybe figured out a way to make that process better, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, 911, usually you dial 911 and yeah. describe what you have and we say, well, nowadays everybody has a cell phone in his pocket, so it's time to leverage on that and go even further with artificial intelligence. So what we did uh, with iWind, emergency calls, is release an emergency call app that will allow you, when you click the button, not only to dial 911, but also to send your pictures yourself and, the and what you see of the situation, your GPS position and your medical passport to the 911 emergency call centers. But because when there is a large emergency, like mass shooting, like terrorist attack, what we had in Paris at the time, uh, the, the dispatchers, they cannot distinguish among the call what is the most important. So what we did is create and patent an artificial intelligence that will pre-diagnose the pictures and see if you have a trauma like laceration, bullet wounds, if you are feeling some emotion like pain, uh, you are in the middle of the fire to distinguish whether you are a critical priority number one or not. That way, instead of just having to go through every call one by one and trying to figure out, okay, is it the one who is hurt? Is it the one who is trapped in the building in fire? The AI directly will be able to identify, okay, this person is a critical one. It's a vulnerable person and you need to put the first responders on this one instead of taking all the calls at the same time. It is something that was designed following the feedbacks with the terrorist attack that we had, unfortunately, and it's just meant to optimize not only daily lives, but also those natural catastrophes, major events that unfortunately occur nowadays everywhere in the world. To use this, do you like have a hot button that you just tap on your phone? Yeah, definitely. So either you have the app already installed on your phone, which yep. I can only recommend because it works worldwide, to call over emergency like 18 or 112 in France. Otherwise, you just call 911, they will send you a text link and you can use this text link to take the pictures and send them back to them. That way, they already have the, they will receive the pictures and have all the information already analyzed, knowing that you are the one closest to the epicenter of the issue or you're just a concerned citizen that rightfully tries to inform of what's happening in your neighborhood. Very nice. Adrian, where do we find more information about your app? Well, you can find more information on our website, uh, www.iwind-ems.com. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you this, very much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. One of the challenges that a lot of people have is the development of video content, uh, especially if you have to do a lot of video content for training, uh, maybe even social media. I'm guessing people use this for social media, right? People use it for lots for everything. of things. All right. So you have come up with an incredible way to use artificial intelligence to maybe fast track the ability for anybody to create videos. Absolutely. Uh, I used to make short films uh, a while back and for anyone who's made professional quality videos and you guys are the experts in that, you understand the challenges associated with the professional production. Uh, hence, we've made this generative AI text-to-video technology where you can just input text as an input and a professional quality video of a person speaking that comes out. So in essence, what we do is we create a digital copy of a person. So we create a copy of the face, a copy of the voice, using which you can just then feed in text, either using our self-serve platform or using our APIs, 
and you can create hundreds of hours of video content just without no video shoots whatsoever. That sounds amazing. You know, is there is there some training of the AI that takes place initially for this to happen? Absolutely. Uh, again, two different models. Some of our customers use uh, stock actors that are present on the platform. So you can just sign up to replace.ai, select uh, one of it few different avatars that we have and get started right away. So are, you, are you one of the avatars? I am one of the avatars oh, for, nice. internal, for internal nice. use cases. <laughs> okay, so if I, I can either go that route or oh, I correct. can use myself. Correct. Or, All yeah. right. okay. If you had to use yourself, you would need around 5 to 10 minutes of video of something, you know, pretty much just like you looking into the camera and speaking for 5 to 10 minutes okay. and, that, and you can speak anything in English whatsoever. Uh, based on that footage, we are able to create your clone and then you become one of the options onto the platform. So is there a time from the from the time that you record the video to the time that your clone is ready? Is there is it 12 hours, 3 minutes? What, how long is that? Correct. Take? So it takes a few days to create that okay. clone. Okay. Um, and once the clone is active, then creating videos of that clone is really quick. Give me a case study of somebody who's done something with your process uh, that has seen some type of you know extra engagement or or time savings or something along those lines. Sure, maybe I can give you two different categories of examples. Uh, let's start with uh, a major U.S. publishing company. I'm not sure if I can name them right now, but what they do is they take a lot of blog content, auto summarize the blog content to create video scripts, and AI generate hundreds of these videos every single day at a scale that just would have been impossible for them to productionize. So that's one of the use cases of how they're able to scale up content creation on off videos, which again uh, is, is empowered by this technology. The second category of use case is uh, we worked with a company called as Mondelez, it's an FMCG company, where we created a digital clone of their brand ambassador and helped, instead of creating one centralized video ad asset, created over a hundred thousand video ads targeted to every single retailer wow. at scale. And this campaign last year won the Cannes Platinum Award uh, at the Cannes Art Festival. So again, we have our APIs which companies integrate for all different unique kinds of applications, but these are two examples. The reason I seem impressed by this is I remember training Dragon Naturally Speaking, you know, from a decade ago or whatever. Love the technology and I love that company, right? Uh, but it took, I think, an hour or two before I was able to get it to actually be pretty accurate. So it's from that, it's a big leap for me to understand that now you can take video and my voice and in five or ten minutes create a clone of myself that will now be able to be used on videos. That just seems incredible. I have a feeling that in a few years from now, every single person will have their digital clone. And uh, the way people are already starting to use generative AI in text to automate, to scale up their content creation, yes. people will also be communicating video first and will be using generative AI video technologies like Rephrase to create more and more content with themselves. So what we've accomplished today I think is fairly impressive, but there's a long way to go for us to be able to create a billion people's avatars and like have everybody use this on a regular basis. It's very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. So, this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Technology comes alive. Let's dive back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. And don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more. As we continue 
showcasing some of the interviews that were done at CES 2023. This next set, there's a set of four interviews here and all around healthcare. And it's as diverse as you can imagine. You're going to hear from a company called Lighthouse, AllEMB, Sedimentum, and then the very last one is Labrador. And they're, like I said, they're very, very interesting, very unique. One's about robotics. I bet you can guess which one that is. Uh, Labrador, of course. Uh, Sedimentum is about household monitoring for elder care. And the other ones, Ali is a, an app for to stay in shape and use an artificial intelligence to help you with that. Lighthouse is the very first one that you're going to be seeing. And I'm just going to let you listen to that because it's also a very, very fascinating, fascinating topic. So this whole segment is uh, four different videos and each one of them based on healthcare. These all come out of CES 2023. You're going to hear our music. You're going to hear as the interviews were presented to the world here just a few months ago. So I hope you enjoy this segment and uh, have fun learning a little bit more about health and technology. So the use of artificial intelligence goes way beyond, you know, writing stories and doing video work. Uh, Eric here has really come up with a very unique way to use artificial intelligence. So tell us a little bit about your company. We are a digital health startup and we created an application with a virtual healthcare provider that lives inside it. And it can monitor and correct you in real time while you are exercising. And of course, we use artificial intelligence. These are the tutorial so, so that the, the patients, when uh, will do the exercise on their app, have uh, all the videos and they can learn how to do the, the exercise correctly. And after this, they can start a real uh, live session. So can you give me a little bit of a case study as to how we would use your product? Yeah, uh, mainly we have three products line. Uh, one product is for physiotherapists and so that they can assign the right exercises to their patients. And when they are at home, they are they are not alone because they have the app and the app can monitor and correct them while they are exercising. And all this simply using the camera of your smartphone or computer. So our application don't need any additional equipment. So it's very accessible for patients. We also have a product for pharmaceutical companies and for insurance for prevention and to keep a patient engaged in their clinical journey. Couple questions now then. Yeah. So on the first part for the physical therapy piece, yeah. okay, so it goes through a suggestion. So let's say I break my leg, yeah. right, and I'm going through physical therapy, okay? Right. Your app then, your your uh, software would actually keep track of the therapy I'm doing even at home yeah. and, then, and, and show me what I need to be doing? Yeah, it, okay. it, it, it works like this. Of course, you, you have been uh, to your physiotherapist and of course, have, as every physiotherapist do, it will assign some exercising to do at home. Right. So when you will be at home, you will be guided by the application, but the exercises are chosen by your physiotherapist. Okay. So you have your own personalized schedule uh, 
for your uh, medical disease. Right, right. And then does it show your physical therapist then that you've been doing the exercises? Yeah, okay. yeah. and this is the problem that we want to solve because uh, all the time that we assign exercises to do at home to our patients, many patients don't do them because they are not monitored. And so uh, with this application, they, uh, the physiotherapist can understand if they are uh, adherent to the physiotherapy schedule. Where do we find out more information about all of them? Uh, we, you, you can find uh, more information on, on our site. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, www.allimb.com. Uh, right. Very good. Thank yeah. you, Eric. Thank you very much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. So one of the things I love about technology is the ability to help everybody. Lighthouse, you're gonna love this product. So explain to me what you got here. Yeah, so I'm Nathan from Lighthouse Tech. Uh, what we have here are glasses for people who can't see, people who are blind or people who are severely vision impaired, often encounter obstacles that are above waist height, which is a zone that the white cane, which is a ubiquitous use uh, for blind people, uh, it can't protect them. So if you can imagine you're walking down the street, uh, the white cane gives great tactile feedback uh, below waist, and we try to protect above waist by using sensors to scan the, uh, the path. The sensors uh, give right and left feedback. So right now, if I'm walking towards you, they're gonna start vibrating. Okay. I can turn this way. Now I'm only feeling you on this side, and I can find my clear path. That's amazing. So you're actually feeling that in the temples? Right now we're feeling that in the temples, okay. that's right. Okay, so. so if I had them on, I just want everybody to understand what we're talking about here. If you're vision impaired, and Nathan, as he was walking towards me, so both sides were going off yes, that's right. directly, and then as you moved your head, it actually started to vibrate just on this side. Just on this right? side. Or yes, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, and that would actually then trip, you know, show the person that there is a clearer path this way. You just keep going that way, and as soon as it stops vibrating, you know now you have a clear path in front of you. That's right. Above the waist, I'm clear. So uh, when we've talked to blind people uh, in association, so we've engaged uh, three associations. We're Swiss-based, so they're in Switzerland. Uh, and two clinics, what they've told us is that they want to be able to uh, be protected above the waist because many people do have stories about hitting branches, uh, hitting open windows, cupboards, something that maybe their kids leave open, yep. even in the house, yep. right? Uh, at the same time, they also told us that they wanted something that looks good. So they want to be able to put this on and feel good. These are fashion eyeglass uh, yeah, frames, Yeah, they're basically. nice looking too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is kind of your goal, isn't it? Is That's to the, actually have fashion eyewear. That is the goal. We want to move beyond uh, accessibility wearables that uh, look uh, or feel cumbersome uh, or stand out. Uh, these we want them to stand out in a good way. Is the product on the market already? It won't be on the market until the end of the year. Okay. So this is still a prototype, as you can see. The front, uh, the front piece is uh, fashion eyewear. The temples uh, contain the electronics, and they're 3D printed. Okay, there's a rechargeable battery in here. Clever. You just pick it, uh, pick it up, take it off, uh, put it on. Right now, we're going for all-day battery life. But just in case you're caught out there without a battery, you can have a backup. If you're interested in looking us up, uh, try LTH01, Lighthouse Tech, 
www.ch, so it's a Swiss website, CH. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very good. Are you looking for beta testers as well? Yes, we are. We have limited capacity for beta testers, testers obviously, oh, but yep. yes, we are definitely looking for people who are interested so in trying So they go to your website out, and, and... Finding us and uh, okay. getting feedback, yeah. Very nice, yeah, very great. nice. Nathan, okay. it's been a pleasure. Thank this you. is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. Quality of life as you get older is very important, and of course, uh, everybody wants to stay at home for as long as possible. Eugenie has a very, very interesting product that she's come up with to help with that. So tell me about your company. Sure, thank you. So what we do, we empower seniors to stay and live as long as possible in their own homes with our emergency detector, which we install at the ceiling of a home. And if something happens, like a fall or another health-threatening event, like the person is not able to get from the bed, this person has a stroke, and so on, our emergency detector recognizes this and calls automatically for help without the person in need needs to wear or operate anything. And really important, we don't have any microphone and camera inside because we really value privacy. So how do you sense when yeah. a person has has something that happened to yeah. them? Well, this is a $1 billion question, right? So yes. we have like two components. Okay. The first component is our own design radar sensor where we measure human motion patterns. That's the first part. The second part is our AI, which can distinguish what is an actual emergency and what is daily activity. It senses that maybe your parent or grandparent has fallen. All right. Yeah, for so, okay, for example. So, talk me through the process. What happens inside your device when it senses that? So, if an emergency happens at home, like a fall, our emergency detector recognizes this, he measures all the time, and then it sends alert to the caregivers. As well, we have like a corresponding app where, for example, the the grandma who had fallen got a notification over the phone if she needs help. If she cannot answer the phone over the app because she doesn't have a smartphone or the smart is somewhere like really far away, our 24-7 emergency response center is going to call her. If she's not answering the phone, the caregivers like family members, neighbors and so on are going to be contacted. Okay. Okay, simple as that. Really simple, yeah. So is there an, a monthly subscription type of uh, plan here, or is it uh, you buy the device and you're done with it? How does that work? No, we actually sell a whole experience. Like okay. we, Our vision is to make living safe, and this is like a full service package we provide to the customers. Okay. It's a subscription-based model where we have our devices um, included, as well like the installation. So we go to the caregiver's gotcha. like home and do the installation. We have the 24-7 emergency response center, which is included and as well the app and so on. Okay. I want to hear about one story. So tell me a story about, you know, somebody that yeah. this has really helped. So we actually have a customer, he suffered a stroke. And um, he had like multiple seizures at home and he was living alone and he was pretty young. He was around 50. He really seeked more safety so he installed our device and we really could like uh, call 911 at this moment and like because like time matters so right, much yeah. right right yeah amazing yeah. amazing how do we find out more information about your company so please visit our website is www.sedimentum.com thank you this is your guru of geek marlo anderson at ces 2023 The Tech Ranch Super Talk 12. We're thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve. As we continue showcasing some of the interviews that were done at CES 2023, 
this next set, there's a set of four interviews here and all around healthcare. And it's as diverse as you can imagine. You're going to hear from a company called Lighthouse, All EMB, Sedimentum, and then the very last one is Labrador. And they're, like I said, they're very, very interesting, very unique. One's about robotics. I bet you can guess which one that is. Uh, Labrador, of course. Uh, Sedimentum is about household monitoring for elder care. And the other ones, Ali is a an app for to stay in shape and use an artificial intelligence to help you with that. Lighthouse is the very first one that you're going to be seeing. And I'm just going to let you listen to that because it's also a very, very fascinating, fascinating topic. So this whole segment is uh, four different videos and each one of them based on healthcare. These all come out of CES 2023. You're going to hear our music. You're going to hear as the interviews were presented to the world here just a few months ago. So I hope you enjoy this segment and uh, have fun learning a little bit more about health and technology. So the use of artificial intelligence goes way beyond, you know, writing stories and doing video work. Uh, Eric here has really come up with a very unique way to use artificial intelligence. So tell us a little bit about your company. We are a digital health startup and we created an application with a virtual healthcare provider that lives inside it. And it can monitor and correct you in real time while you are exercising. And of course, we use artificial intelligence. These are the tutorial so, so that the, the patients, when uh, will do the exercise on their app, have uh, all the videos and they can learn how to do the, the exercise correctly. And after this, they can start a real uh, live session. So can you give me a little bit of a case study as to how we would use your product? Yeah, uh, mainly we have three products line. Uh, one product is for physiotherapists and so that they can assign the right exercises to their patients. And when they are at home, they are they are not alone because they have the app and the app can monitor and correct them while they are exercising. And all this simply using the camera of your smartphone or computer. So our application don't need any additional equipment. So it's very accessible for patients. We also have a product for pharmaceutical companies and for insurance for prevention and to keep a patient engaged in their clinical journey. Couple questions now then. Yeah. So on the first part for the physical therapy piece, yeah. okay. So it goes through a suggestion. So let's say I break my leg, yeah. right? And I'm going through physical therapy, okay? Right. Your app then, your your uh, software would actually keep track of the therapy I'm doing even at home? Yeah. And, then, and, and show me what I need to be doing? Yeah, it, okay. it, it, it works like this. Of course, you, you have been uh, to your physiotherapist and of course, have, as every physiotherapist do, it will assign some exercising to do at home. Right. So when you will be at home, you will be guided by the application, but the exercises are chosen by your physiotherapist. Okay. So you have your own personalized schedule uh, 
for your uh, medical disease. Right, right. And then does it show your physical therapist then that you've been doing the exercises? Yeah, okay. yeah. and this is the problem that we want to solve because uh, all the time that we assign exercises to do at home to our patients, many patients don't do them because they are not monitored. And so uh, with this application, they, uh, the physiotherapist can understand if they are uh, adherent to the physiotherapy schedule. Where do we find out more information about all of them? Uh, we, you, you can find uh, more information on, on our site. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, www.allimb.com. Uh, right. Very good. Thank yeah. you, Eric. Thank you very much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. So one of the things I love about technology is the ability to help everybody. Lighthouse, you're gonna love this product. So explain to me what you got here. Yeah, so I'm Nathan from Lighthouse Tech. Uh, what we have here are glasses for people who can't see, people who are blind or people who are severely vision impaired, often encounter obstacles that are above waist height, which is a zone that the white cane, which is an ubiquitous use uh, for blind people, uh, it can't protect them. So if you can imagine you're walking down the street, uh, the white cane gives great tactile feedback uh, below waist, and we try to protect above waist by using sensors to scan the, uh, the path. The sensors uh, give right and left feedback. So right now, if I'm walking towards you, they're gonna start vibrating. Okay. I can turn this way. Now I'm only feeling you on this side, and I can find my clear path. That's amazing. So you're actually feeling that in the temples? Right now basically. we're feeling that in the temples, okay. that's right. Okay, so. so if I had them on, I just want everybody to understand what we're talking about here. If you're vision impaired, and Nathan, as he was walking towards me, so both sides were going off yes, that's right. directly, and then as you moved your head, it actually started to vibrate just on this side. Just on this right? side. Or yes, yes. Yeah. And then uh, and that would actually then you know show the person that there's a clearer path this way. You just keep going that way, and as soon as it stops vibrating, you know now you have a clear path in front of you. That's right. Above the waist, I'm clear. So uh, when we've talked to blind people uh, in association, so we've engaged uh, three associations. We're Swiss-based, so they're in Switzerland, uh, in two clinics. What they've told us is that they want to be able to uh, be protected above the waist because many people do have stories about hitting branches, uh, hitting open windows, cupboards, something that maybe their kids leave open, yep. even in the house, yep. right? Uh, at the same time, they also told us that they wanted something that looks good. So they want to be able to put this on and feel good. These are fashion eyeglass uh, yeah, frames, basically. Yeah, they're nice looking, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is kind of your goal, isn't it? Is That's to the, actually have fashion eyewear. That is the goal. We want to move beyond uh, accessibility wearables that uh, look uh, or feel cumbersome uh, or stand out. Uh, these, we want them to stand out in a good way. Is the product on the market already? It won't be on the market until the end of the year. Okay. So this is still a prototype, as you can see. The front, uh, the front piece is uh, fashion eyewear. The temples uh, contain the electronics, and they're 3D printed. Okay. There's a rechargeable battery in here. Clever. You just pick it, uh, pick it up, take it off, uh, put it on. Right now, we're going for all-day battery life. But just in case you're caught out there without a battery, you can have a backup. If you're interested in looking us up, uh, try LTH01, Lighthouse Tech, 
www.ch. So it's a Swiss website, ch. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very good. Are you looking for beta testers as well? Yes, we are. We have limited capacity for beta testers, testers obviously, oh, but yep. yes, we are definitely looking for people who are interested so in trying So they go to your website out, in, in... Finding us and uh, okay. getting feedback, yeah. Very nice, yeah, very great. nice. Nathan, okay. it's been a pleasure. Thank this you. is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. Quality of life as you get older is very important, and of course, uh, everybody wants to stay at home for as long as possible. Eugenie has a very, very interesting product that she's come up with to help with that. So tell me about your company. Sure, thank you. So what we do, we empower seniors to stay and live as long as possible in their own homes with our emergency detector, which we install at the ceiling of a home. And if something happens, like a fall or another health-threatening event, like the person is not able to get from the bed, this person has a stroke, and so on, our emergency detector recognizes this and calls automatically for help without the person in need needs to wear or operate anything. And really important, we don't have any microphone and camera inside because we really value privacy. So how do you sense when yeah. a person has has something that happened to yeah. them? Well, this is a $1 billion question, right? So yes. we have like two components. Okay. The first component is our own designed radar sensor where we measure human motion patterns. That's the first part. The second part is our AI, which can distinguish what is an actual emergency and what is daily activity. It senses that maybe your parent or grandparent has fallen. All right. Yeah, for so, okay, for example. So, talk me through the process. What happens inside your device when it senses that? So, if an emergency happens at home, like a fall, our emergency detector recognizes this, it measures all the time, and then it sends alert to the caregivers. As well, we have like a corresponding app where, for example, the the grandma who had fallen got a notification over the phone if she needs help. If she cannot answer the phone over the app because she doesn't have a smartphone or the smart is somewhere like really far away, our 24-7 emergency response center is going to call her. If she's not answering the phone, the caregivers like family members, neighbors and so on are going to be contacted. Okay. Okay, simple as that. Really simple, yeah. So is there an, a monthly subscription type of uh, plan here, or is it uh, you buy the device and you're done with it? How does that work? No, we actually sell a whole experience. Like okay. we, Our vision is to make living safe, and this is like a full service package we provide to the customers. Okay. It's a subscription-based model where we have our devices um, included, as well like the installation. So we go to the caregiver's gotcha. like home and do the installation. We have the 24-7 emergency response center, which is included and as well the app and so on. Okay. I want to hear about one story. So tell me a story about, you know, somebody that yeah. this has really helped. So we actually have a customer, he suffered a stroke. And um, he had like multiple seizures at home and he was living alone and he was pretty young. He was around 50. He really seeked more safety so he installed our device and we really could like uh, call 911 at this moment. And like because like time matters so right, much. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. How do we find out more information about your company? So please visit our website is www.sedimentum.com. Thank you. This is your guru of geek Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. 
You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. A tradition like you've never experienced before. Except, I guess, it is our 10th anniversary. But we keep getting bigger and better. It's Bike Night 2023 every Wednesday night at Sickie's Garage Burgers and Brews. Vendors, cocktails, and beer, food, games, and incredible weekly prize giveaways. All summer long, sign up to win a 2023 CF Moto 650 NK motorcycle from Dvorak Motorsports and RV Center. The more bike nights you attend, the more you have chances to win that motorcycle. Here's just a few of our sponsors. Seafoam Motor Treatment, Mord Sport & Marine, Bismarck 10 Company, BTP Total Performance, Indian Motorcycle of Bismarck Mandan, Timeless Motorsports, T-Trailer Sales, Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, Freedom Riders, Mandan Sporting Goods, SS Auto Care, Dennis Kirk. We're revving up every Wednesday night from 5 till 9 all summer long. Bike Night 2023 at Siggy's Garage, Burgers and Brews. Learn more on our station app.
KXXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Brian Clark. Hurricane Hillary's a Category 3 storm as it moves towards the Baja Peninsula. It could bring California its first tropical storm in more than 80 years. The mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass, says... Angelinos are urged to stay away from the shoreline and beaches throughout the duration of the storm. The primary concern, heavy rains, especially inland. This resident of Riverside County says it was just a year ago that a deadly mudslide tore through his neighborhood. I think this time we we might venture down the hill and, and wait it out. Meanwhile, the National Weather Service says this is the final day to prepare for the storm. To the north, three wildfires are burning in eastern Washington state. The largest is the Gray Fire in Spokane County. It's being blamed for at least one death. It's burned at least 9,500 acres in just a day, the county's fire chief, Cody Rohrbach, said. Challenging conditions overnight. Fire turned and then pushed to the uh, southwest overnight with a pretty good wind shift and pushed, uh, pushed across the Interstate 90. Large wildfires are burning in British Columbia in Canada, and the deputy fire manager there, Jared Schroeder, says conditions are worse than expected. We've got resources in the numbers of over 200 here today, with more coming daily to continue to support those evacuation, the structure protection efforts that are ongoing, and as well providing those supports to the residents um, here in the central Okanagan. Four days from the first Republican debate, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, called former President Trump a chicken for failing to commit to take part. But Republican presidential hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy came to Trump's defense, saying the four indictments against him are political. I will pardon Trump on day one, January 20th, 2025, at least of the offenses that I'm able as the U.S. president to deliver a pardon for. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. Mostly sunny and breezy today with a high near 85. Northwest winds up to 30 miles per hour and periods of smoke this afternoon into tonight. For tonight, mostly cloudy, 56. Slight chance of a shower late. Maybe a shower on your Sunday morning, then clouds in 67. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Get yours now at grandpasbbqshop.com. Currently 78 degrees. Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken. Weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So you're going to hear three interviews and 
quick succession. The first two are actually from NoBank. Very, very interesting in the crypto space. One of the interviews is about their business platform. The next one is about, about you and I using their platform. And then also the last one is from the Swiss Pavilion. And I found that company pretty interesting and well. Hope you enjoy our continuing uh, showcasing of interviews from CES 2023. We're still visiting with NoBank, and I just found out that uh, that you have a business-to-business -business scenario as well. We so do, we not do. Not just business-to-consumer, uh, or, or you and I hopping into your wallet and, and uh, buying crypto or whatever, making exactly. investments. So, so but your business-to-business -business model is really, sounds like it's pretty unique. So I'm a business I, I owner, so. right? So. And I've grappled with this. How do I, as a business owner, get involved in crypto because my the people who maybe buy things from me or whatever are using crypto? Or are there other things that I'm missing because I'm a business owner that I should be using exactly. you know, crypto for? So yeah. what, how will NoBank help me in this scenario? So what you say is exactly the questions that we get from businesses all the time. I know I should like wrap my head around the technology, yeah. what it means for my business. Yeah. I don't know where to get started and I cannot ask my clients to onboard into MetaMask. It's going to be like the project is going to be that on arrival. So as we have talked about, we have the, the very easy and user-friendly wallet that pro solves problem number one. And for problem number two, we have developed for more or less standardized um, programs where businesses can get started in Web3 in a very simple and quick way. The programs are up and running in about two weeks. Um, for you to, as a business, to get first exposure into, into um, the Web3 universe, blockchain, and, and, and start learning about how how can you um, how can you leverage the, the the opportunities within Web3? So, the four programs that we've developed are a blockchain-based loyalty program for customers, um, a blockchain-based rewards program for employees, an NFT ticketing and event marketing solution, where you can actually convert the tickets to a proof of attendance and then add exclusive perks for your customers into that and a very simple Web3 giveaway. So all of them are very simple. You can get a first like feel for the technology and start thinking about what does this mean for me as a business. So the first one, again, was? A customer loyalty program. Okay. So how yeah. does that work? So basically, um, when you have a customer that wants to join your loyalty program, you give them a sign-up code. They sign up for for the for the wallet, enter the code, and during sign-up, they receive an NFT that will mark that wallet as belonging to your loyalty program. You can then decide how they can earn the loyalty tokens. So either you airdrop them or they receive them for certain actions like a purchase or for their birthday or like the classics. And then they can, um, in the first phase, they can pay with them, um, redeem them for services, for goods. And uh, one thing that we are now developing with a retailer in Switzerland is also the possibility to stake those tokens and also 
have the focus on on the, the long-term aspect of the client relationship. You know, we, we've talked about loyalty programs in the past for some of my companies, and they are kind of difficult to set up. There's no doubt about it, right? And they're all they all seem to be the same. You know, this sounds like this could give you a little, maybe a little bit of competitive edge, something Absolutely. that you can, and then you're actually creating kind of a digital currency for your own company in a way exactly. so that you could set, you know, if you want to, if you, if you buy $100 worth over the next year or whatever, you get this free t-shirt or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. You get uh, one of our exclusive NFT um, collections. You can really focus on the community building aspect as well. Okay. So. It, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of aspects to to the blockchain um, uh, setup that you can explore as a company. So. And I know you said you have you have four different options here. Exactly. You don't have enough time to go through all of them, but I I would highly uh, recommend people to go to No Bank and check out all the options that they have for Absolutely. business to business. Thank you. Thank this, you so much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. Crypto has always been a buzzword for a few years, but you know, diversifying into it, investing in it, crazy, crazy challenging for the regular person. And I think you've come up with a solution to help us with this. Absolutely. Okay. We're no bank, we're a Swiss blockchain startup, and we've all had the experience that when we wanted to interact with the blockchain, transact on the blockchain, there are just so many obstacles. And um, we've all had like, we, we've all encountered different obstacles. Me, myself, I'm not very technical. We have some people on the team that are very technical. There are different roadblocks for everyone. And our goal was to demolish all of them. Okay. <laughs> so what we have come up with is a non-custodial smart contract wallet. I'll unpack that in just a minute. Okay. <laughs> and basically what it allows um, everyone is to interact directly on the blockchain as if you were using any any other app. So no more of the like MetaMask, yep. uh, what am I doing experience, yep. but just like any other any other app that would use to. That's that's what we've come up with. So you were going to unpack smart something, exactly, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's always that. the one where, where you need to circle back. Yeah. So we're a non-custodial smart contract wallet. Non-custodial means that at no point do we have access to any of your funds, which is really, really important when you're transacting on the blockchain. We've all heard, or like, I think most of us have heard about FTX. Yep. Something like that can never happen if you are on a non-custodial wallet. Yep. So even okay. if we wanted to, we cannot touch your funds. Okay. And that means that with wallets that are non-custodial, usually security and recovery is very complicated because you have to do it yourself so as a you user. have this really long crypto key the, yeah the seed that phrase I, that i've lost one or two of in the past me too me and, too and, and there is absolutely no way you can remember this so you no have way to, yeah. no 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 yeah. no way yeah so there's no seed phrase when you use the no bank wallet but instead you can either use google authenticator or another authenticator app to recover your access okay. Or you can also use social recovery. So if I, <laughs> I myself, I'm prone to like sometimes lose my phone. So then the authenticator, unless I have it backed up in the cloud, is no good either. So I can actually promote people that I trust as a, like to be a guardian of my wallet. And then if I throw my phone into the ocean, 
and I, um, I, um, I, I promoted you to be a guardian of my wallet, I can come to you and like, damn, I really like screwed up. Can you please, please recover my access? And yeah. I'm back in. Give me some examples, maybe, of some people who have used no bank um, and the experiences that they've had with it compared to maybe other wallets. For me personally, my my favorite example is my hairdresser. Okay. <laughs> um, because I like we really want to make blockchain accessible to everyone, right? And so she's very interested in NFTs and, and stuff like that. But she, she's of course she's she's not technical at all. So I was like, have a look, like sign up, like play around with it. What do you think? And um, her reaction was like after like clicking around, like having looks, she's like, oh, this is cute. I feel very comfortable. <laughs> I feel very comfortable with this app. And I was like. What other wallet do you find where where people are going to say that? Um, so that's probably on the on the one side of the like non-technical people where yeah. we got a lot of great feedback, yeah. but also people that are used to using MetaMask and other wallets, they too are very happy about the simplicity because at the end of the day we all like to have simple things that don't make us think more than we need to, right? Right. right. Very cool. So the the entire range we could actually uh, make very happy, which is nice. <laughs> so is no bank available to the public right now? It is, yeah. Okay. We launched um, the, the app in the, in the app stores, both of them, in September. Okay. And, um, and we've had uh, quite, quite uh, positive feedback, so a lot of organic growth, which is really nice. Yep. Um, yeah, very happy very with nice. that so far. So get it, in the, get it in any of your app stores. You have a website you can send people to as well. We do, yeah. Okay. It's nobank.one, O-N-E. Okay. Very simple. Very yeah. nice. Appreciate your time today. Thank you All so right. much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. We're at the Swiss Pavilion at CES 2023. And Cecilia came and grabbed me and said, hey, you need to talk to me. So, you know, I think you have kind of a cool thing going on here. So tell us about your company. Thank you very much. And uh, what we are doing with Actao, we are coming with a cloud gaming simulator that educates employees of large organizations in cybersecurity practice. Give me an example about how a company would use your product. So we have, for example, banking industries, and they have 10,000 employees to train. So they will buy floating license from us, and for $3 per month per license, and one license can accommodate up to three users. Okay. And then after, the employees will jump into the cloud platform where they will be able to reach scenarios in three clicks and be in a wide variety of different situations where the system will adapt to their level in real time, be able to interact with some very thrilling tools like your smartphone, like notebooks, or whatsoever the uh, scenario will propose you. And you can see the objective in real time, so you can learn from your mistake and your success okay. in real time. Okay. 
So that sounds amazing, actually. And you can scale to any size company, whether I have five people in my company or 10,000. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly like Netflix. But instead of watching a movie, yep. you will be gaming. Yes, yes. And learning and all that good stuff, too, Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and where do we find out more information about your company? Actao. Okay. My uh, email address is cm at actao.com. Okay. And I'm very happy to award you the Swiss Tech. All right. Mm. Look at that. Yeah. I'm a very trusting person, obviously. Yes, I'm very happy. Well, thank you. I've been pinned. So, <laughs> thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, at CES 2023. The Tech Ranch. Back to Ranch. Get ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. I really hope you're enjoying these interviews coming from CES, mostly the 2023 show. A couple more interviews coming at you right now. Beyonder. Beyonder is a virtual travel company. So it has tour guides and the whole, whole cool thing. It really is very, very interesting. I think you're going to really enjoy listening to that. Another one is called Algorized. And it's a really interesting app. And it actually uses artificial intelligence to show you how to exercise better, more effectively, the proper way to do it. So I think it's really interesting as well. I think you'll enjoy both of these interviews. Again, they were both from CES 2023. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to the Tech Ranch today and hoping you're enjoying our con continuing showcasing of CES 2023. Wandering through the Age Tech Collaborative, I run into Camille, and she has an amazing product. Uh, and and I'm a, I love to travel. I have to tell you that right now, Camille. I love to travel, which is what brought me to your booth. So I'm looking at this amazing footage and things you have going on, and then I find out it's a... It's a virtual tour. Yeah, it's virtual. Yeah. So that's, that's what's really interesting about this. So tell me about uh, what the virtual tour means and, and, and the people that might be interested in this. Yeah, absolutely. So Beyonder is a virtual tour company. Um, we offer live and interactive virtual tours around the world with local qualified tour guides. And we primarily target seniors, 55 plus. Uh, we have a whole subscription service based around senior living facilities, councils on aging, and we are really targeting uh, those who may not be able to travel. Um, we are all about accessibility, bringing equal access to travel opportunities. So how many locations do you offer right now? So right now we have 430 virtual experiences wow. in over 60 countries. And these are actual live tours, right? I mean, you have like a local guide that takes people through these places. Correct. We have a local guide on the ground giving you a walking tour as if you were there with them in person. So I can ask questions just like I'm asking you right now, like, you know, what is Pompeii like in the springtime or what Exactly. What's the weather like today? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. Give me, maybe give me a case study 
of somebody who's used your pro or used your service, mm -hmm. and then you know a little feedback that you've heard about it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one client that we have, she was an avid traveler. She absolutely loved traveling back in the day, but unfortunately, due to age, she's just not able to travel in person as she once was able to. Um, and she started taking virtual tours with her local council on aging, and it brought back memories of destinations that she traveled to back in the day. And it also allowed her to explore new destinations that she was never able to get to. Um, those who take our tours absolutely love them. The tour guides are really what make the tour. Uh, they all have amazing personalities. They're able to engage people via Zoom, which is much more difficult uh, rather than if you were touring in an in-person environment, it's way easier to engage. So these tour guides are highly trained. They know how to keep people engaged and keep the conversation going. So Beyonder, there's actually a backstory to this company, isn't there? So there can you talk is. about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we were founded about two years ago. Our founder, Brittany Palmer, she is a bilateral amputee. Um, and she also has some other disabilities that don't necessarily prevent her from traveling because she is an avid traveler, but there are some limitations to what she is able to do. So uh, her vision and her vis uh, mission with creating Beyonder was to provide equal access to travel opportunities. It's a great story. So mm -hmm. how do we find out more about Beyonder? Yeah, so if you want to find out more, you can just go to beyonder.com. We have you can check out all of our experiences and you can book a tour with a, with a tour guide. Thanks for being here today. Of course, thank you. This is Marlo Anderson, your guru of geek from CES 2023. I don't even know where to start with this conversation, so we're just going to let you take over. How's that sound? But, but uh, the technology you have developed uh, and using artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, is actually life-saving. Talk a little bit about what you guys have developed and then also some case studies. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for having me here. So we are a Swiss-based company, and what we have done, we developed the software that, that is put it on the sensors and is able to detect the people presence at the distance and their breathing and even heart rate and we can do it through the walls. So the way that we do it actually we embed the software we're using like artificial intelligence as you say um, and there's some certain complex algorithms to do it. Okay so basically we now detect your heartbeat and breathing. Okay. And you are about you are excited. I, I am see, excited. Yeah. I'm excited to be so, sitting here with you. Right yeah, now. yeah, sure. So you are about 85. Uh, my, my heart rate is right now 85. Yeah. Okay. 85. Okay. And the thing on on the, in this uh, uh, detection of heartbeat, we add another layer. Like all devices now see you, hear you understand what you want, okay. uh, interact with you, and now we're adding an, an, another level to feel you. Because okay. now we feel your heartbeat. Yes. Imagine you are driving. We feel that your heartbeat is going up, tired, or get heart attack. We ask you to stop or stop the car. Right. Right. Or entertainment, you watching the TV, we see how you react to the movie and add, uh, so the device understand, feel you, and maybe move, uh, change the sound. Uh, run after you, like you move, then the sound go with you, and a lot, a lot of layer we are adding. Yes. As you see here, we both a real commercial heartbeat, 
and our detection was the same behind the wall. So okay. we detect the heartbeat so accurately, accurate even behind the wall. And the applications are quite wide. We studied this from the rescue missions to protect people's lives. Um, so when there's a building collapse, we can see and identify the people. And then uh, now we are expanding this for the autonomous and automotive as well, the mobile uh, applications and the uh, vehicles. We are looking at the life-saving technologies and the people safety, like heartbeat and breathing detection, and uh, also the driver's uh, safety measures as well. Yeah. So also the automotive, like the autonomous car, now all focus to how to drive the car, right? Yeah. But no one focus what happened to passenger inside. Right. Right. So this one add additional level to feel what the passenger, what happened with the passenger. Because you always hear about that, right? You hear about somebody who drove into somebody else and they're just assuming that something medically happened to that person exactly. in the car. I, I read this morning yep. that the driver crashed, had a heart attack and crashed. Right, so. right. So if you can get in front of that a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine you can add it to all trucks, buses, oh, and yeah. save a lot of lives yeah. because you know what happened there. Yeah. One more, cool. one more interesting thing that this is very cheap, low voltage uh, consuming. Uh, Apple added in all the mobile devices so okay. because it's very cheap. So vision and leader uh, cost a lot and they have a problem with the weather condition like uh, fog and ice right and in this case you can see up to 200 meter and no weather condition can affect yes leader can give you more accurate uh, and vision more accurate and high high resolution image but they are almost useless when the weather condition is bad so what kind of, is it a sensor that you have developed yourself or is this No, we are using the old technology called ultra-wideband okay. radar. So we have a lot of experience in signal processing. So we basically build a software layer that translates signal into information. That's really clever. It's been great. Thank you. Thank How you do so we much. find out more information? So, algorized.com. All right, very good. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Energy is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. So what is your computer, your smartphone, your smart devices, your furnace, your car? What do they all have in common? They all have processors in them. Well, a company called Distributive has actually thought about how you can combine all of these things and create your own cloud within your business or your home using all of these devices, not just your your straight up computer or whatever. So really interesting interview with them. Co-Presence is another company that you'll be hearing from in this segment. Very interesting as well. It's about creating avatars and it's pretty easy to do with their app. I think you're really gonna like that. One of my favorite things at CS2 is food tech. And this company, Green Life Tech, you are gonna love this. This is a fantastic, fantastic technology to save vegetables and fruits and that type of thing. So gotta check that out as well. That interview will be during this segment too. And that product is available pretty shortly, so stay tuned for that too. So the cloud is confusing. It's just, it's just simply put, the cloud is confusing. And one of the challenges is that the cloud is always off-site, right? It's always somewhere else. 
But yet you have all these computers, all these devices in your own office, maybe in your own home, in your own building, in your own manufacturing plant. Those devices could actually be working together and create your own cloud. I'm guessing this is what we're going to talk about, right? That's, uh, you should come work with us. This is perfect. I'm for hire. <laughs> <laughs> we're distributive. We're five years old. We're based in Kingston, Ontario. And we've built software that takes all of the computers, all the devices, all the phones, the fridges, the Tesla cars, you name it. If it has a processor, a CPU, or a GPU, we can put it into a, its own cloud, its own compute cluster using a new, novel, web-based distributed compute platform. This takes all the compute and AI and data processing and advanced research computing and does it on these devices rather than in the cloud. So it's about a tenth to a fifteenth of the cost. Data stays in the building and uh, allows anybody essentially to become practitioners of uh, next generation AI solutions. Basically we're operating in three main verticals. Hospitals, manufacturers and universities. All three have lots of idle devices and computers lying around and all three have needs for advanced research computing or predictive analytics, machine vision or, or what have you. So in a manufacturing use case, they use a lot of machine vision for quality assurance and safety programs and, and what have you. And we recently did a project with one of our, um, our, our, our customers and we demonstrated how by moving their machine vision computations off of uh, the commercial cloud and onto our uh, compute platform using devices in their building, we reduced our cost by 16x. And this is this is real. Um, so so I, I see, I don't mean to cut you off right there, but I, um, so this guy right here, it's actually working right now, right? Yeah, so this is, obviously this is a, more or less of a stunt. You wouldn't use phones to do industrial level computations, but what we're proving is we can extract compute power from, from a, a headset like this to a phone like this, to fridges and uh, dishwashers and, and toasters and any, basically anything with a chip we can extract compute power from. Uh, we have a Microsoft Surface here. It's a, a tablet, laptop. Uh, it's running a screensaver. This screensaver is doing the same thing as this browser. It's able to go and fetch compute workloads like video footage and the neural network and all the different models it needs to apply, runs all the computations on the computer, sends all the results back. At the end of the day, when you're talking about the thousands of computers on a university campus, that's, that's a lot of computing power. Yes. In fact, if you set up our, our screensaver on a thousand computers in a school, that's worth $2 million worth of computing power per year that you would normally purchase from cloud. We unlock that on university campuses at a fraction of the cost. If people are getting interesting SETI at home vibes, it's because it's a very similar uh, old concept, but built uh, in today's age on complete web tech. Why web tech? Everything is web this, web that. Yeah. Everything's in the browser, Zoom, yeah. Google Docs, yeah. all this stuff is on the web platform. So we built a distributed compute platform, kind of like Apache Spark, but all on the web. So that means we can run on literally any IoT device. We are agnostic to the operating system, to the hardware itself, and distribute that compute anywhere. So uh, for um, enterprise deployments, we have a couple of flavors. We have screensavers that can get deployed uh, in under seven minutes to 2,000 computers using standard tools that all these, these places already use, like Microsoft Endpoint Configuration Manager, or, or Active Directory or whatever their, their, their method is. Yeah. We provide the software, it goes out, they get credentials, and then the screensavers, when active, i.e. whenever no one's using them, become an on-prem cloud to do all of that data processing and simulation that normally would be super expensive to do in the cloud. Now, that being said, we're not anti-cloud. We also have a, a cloud worker that can augment on-prem compute networks by spawning these nodes on the cloud itself and then fusing both together. I see. So we like to think ourselves as, as water. We will adapt 
to any on-prem, off-prem, hybrid, multi-site uh, architecture and get all those cycles from all those CPU and GPUs from any device, from anywhere, to do anything for anyone at a fraction of the cost. So give me a case study. Well, we've been deploying screensavers in universities uh, recently, and uh, we've used it to do dark matter uh, searches in galaxies. Okay. We've also deployed a bunch of these screensavers in hospitals to optimize surgical operating room uh, block slates. Uh, and that's led to increasing in throughput by about 8% in uh, surgical volume just by doing better optimizations of the surgical scheduling itself. And all this needs sophisticated algorithms and sophisticated compute. This is very interesting. How do we find out more about your company? Come to distributive.network and check us out. Uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions anytime. Dan at distributive.network. All right. I'm happy to take you through it. Thank you, Dan. This is Marlo Anderson, your guru of geek at CES 2023. So create an avatar of yourself. Sometimes it's a little fun because you go into the cartoonish character and pick your color hair and your face or whatever. That is so 2022, isn't it? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So you've created a new way to create avatars for us, and, and it sounds like it's pretty simple to do. Correct. Yeah. So what you need is just some device. can be a tablet, a smartphone, a laptop, right? You need to scan yourself, so either you look make this movement, right, left, okay. right, yeah. up, down, or move the device, right? And then from this scan, we will uh, yeah, generate your avatar, meaning we do the, head, uh, the uh, geometry estimation of your head and the texture projection correctly. And then this avatar runs like on any device, which is on standard hardware acceleration, meaning on a standard graphics pipeline, right? Uh, runs in every game engine. Okay. You can input it uh, like your own avatar looking exactly like you into like a 3D design program, alter it, right. do modifications. Yeah. And also then use it like for games, right? Where you can be yourself or um, you're also with your friends, playing with your friends that actually yep. look like they look, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Metaverse applications, as you said, it's like super cartoon style. Uh, our method works right now, right? It's like, it requires much less bandwidth, meaning Normally in video conferencing, for example, you're transmitting pixels, right? And what like other companies are heading maybe to as nerves, which is like tons of data, right? It's not, not feasible, right, right? Right. So we sticked on the standard, standard hardware everyone has at home, right? And do also the facial expression tracking in real time, transfer to the avatar. Okay. Does it take a long time? You know, after you after you scan your face, is it something that you get a result back in a couple minutes or Correct. tomorrow? Correct. So the recording process takes 30 seconds, right? Okay. You do this and so on. And then currently, uh, the generation process on a like consumer GPU, right, takes about seven minutes. We are pretty sure oh, we, can, we can reduce it to under one because we have done we have not done many tricks we can actually do because of time constraints, okay. right? Uh, so it will work under one minute, and okay. then after under one minute, you will have your avatar, which you can use like almost anywhere. And we really think that these hyper-realistic avatars will really become the communication tool of the future, just because of so many like benefits, right? The bandwidth requirements for transmitting our video signal, right, is less than the audio signal, which is okay. quite cool. What you can also do with 3D avatars in the context of communication, uh, even on a 2D screen. You can establish individual eye contact. If you do the eye tracking, right? Yes. You know who are look, you are looking at. So, what's your favorite personal use of what you created? 
actually, I really like the video conferencing application, okay. right? Because it's so human, so social, and nothing, not much happened in video conferencing over the last years, right? Like it's still super primitive, and we are so dependent on it, right? Currently, everybody stares at you. You are staring at everyone, right? You, you need to tell names. You can't say you. Right? Right. It's like so many things, right? And yeah, we want to like just do it as good as possible, right? Uh, utilizing hyper-realistic 3D avatars. But on devices the user already has at home. Hey, this is fantastic. I appreciate Thank you so your much. Time. So this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. So I don't know about you guys, but I really have a problem when I wake up in the morning and I go down and I'm going to have a banana and it's got a few brown spots on it. So I hurry up and eat one, but there's three or four more left, right? So tomorrow morning, I already know that this banana is going to be like for banana bread now, right? Which, by the way, is okay with me. I love banana bread. But... This is a big issue with fruits and vegetables, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, most people don't realize that 35% of all fruits and vegetables grown are never consumed. Because of this issue? They rot, they decay, they're thrown in the uh, landfills, and we throw 300 million pounds a day into our landfills in the U.S. So what do you think that costs the average person all, like over a yearly basis? The average household is over $1,800 a year and Just wasted. thrown away food? Thrown away fresh fruit produce. That's oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I think the other thing that comes into this is that when you look at something and it doesn't look so appealing, you know, you're really like, well, okay, I'm going to eat the chips instead, right? Because that, you know, is going to be okay. So it has, it has health consequences as well. Absolutely. And it's hard to determine the exact number, but the EPA and, and USDA last year uh, published that it costs the United States $2 trillion a year, people not eating healthy fruits wow. and vegetables. Wow, wow. All right. So, Bruce, you decided that you're done with this. I'm done throwing away my, my bananas and my apples. What did you do about this? I, I, you're right. I was absolutely done with fruits and vegetables and wine. And I got tired of it, and I said, there's got to be a better way. So a couple years ago, I started looking into it, and I found out that I could uh, develop I developed a technique, which we subsequently patented and so on. And it's a very simple technique, which circulates the air, takes the oxygen out, leaving nitrogen from the air behind, which is an inert environment. And that nitrogen environment extends the shelf life by f up to five times. By doing so it. the other thing I like about this unit that you developed is that, that the fruit looks amazing in there, right? I mean, it's lit up. It's like on the counter. When I'm going to go into the kitchen now, I'm going to see that. And I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to eat that banana now. So That's exactly I mean, we did a lot of work on the design of the system. So it looks nice. And so it really shows the fruits and vegetables. As you can see, the bright white light and so on. So you can really see what's there. And that way you get nice, healthy food. And hopefully your diet improves a little bit and your health improves. One thing I didn't mention is when we take the oxygen out at the end of the process, we put a little bit of ozone in there. And for those of you who are not aware of the chemical and so on, ozone is just ionized oxygen. So we, we generate this ozone. The ozone is the most deadly chemical to the bacteria. So you kill off all the bacteria, you've extended shelf life out, and the ozone decays back into breathable oxygen. And the oxygen that we've removed already is just put back into the air. And when I, when I go in and grab a banana, open up the lid, pick it out, 
and then you close it back up and it goes through this whole process again? It does, the, exactly. As okay. soon as you close it, it goes through the cycle, removing the oxygen, putting a little ozone back in there, uh, and the, your food's extended out. Like I so say, you'll get up to three to five times the normal uh, shelf life of a product. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. So. So how do I go about getting one of these? Well, you just have to wait a little while. We're going to be doing a Kickstarter program next okay. month. Okay. So uh, watch us on Kickstarter, on our website, of course. And we expect to have the product out in about six months, that, that product there. Okay. okay. And like I said, we're also looking at uh, commercializing it for the other parts of the food chain. We're working on SBIR contracts, working with hopefully some uh, OEMs here at the facility. See, we're looking I was at actually thinking about that, too. I mean, grocery stores would be all over this, I would think, because I can't imagine the amount of food that they throw or produce that they throw away. Between 3 and 6% of what they bring in is wow. thrown away. It's a phenomenal amount. And actually, we have a couple of uh, grocery chains we've talked to are very excited about this. And we actually did a project uh, for the EPA, uh, for the grocery store, for putting it in bags. In other words, if you bring your food out, put it in bags and so on, you take the oxygen out, put a little ozone in, and it extends its shelf life and so on. You know, I know we're talking about, about produce here, but something else you said a little earlier was wine. How does this work with wine? It actually works in the exact same way. We have an auxiliary line coming out of the system. We plug it in, plug to the bottle, and we run the system and it removes the oxygen, leaving the nitrogen inside and extends the shelf life of the wine as well. Any hydrocarbon obviously deteriorates with oxygen, so it'll extend that shelf life out. Uh, and we've actually had some discussions in the medical field. That's a, a big area too, but it takes a long time to get into it, and that's the reason sure. we started in this area. Sure. All right, Bruce, I appreciate it. This is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson at CES 2023. The Tech Ranch Super Talk 12. Get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. Well, here we are down to our last three interviews coming to you from CES. And I think I saved the best for last. So these are great. The first one is called Michael. I interviewed them last year. So two of these three are from last year. And I'm kind of bringing them back because they're so amazing. Michael, they're using mushroom, protein from mushroom to create foods. And it's not what you think. It's very interesting. I tried some of their cheeses, some of the, I had a chili. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the next one on the list is The Boring Company. This is actually from this year. It is the tunnels that go underneath Las Vegas, uh, like the Las Vegas Convention Center, and expanding now. I actually rode in one of these, and you can hear how that goes. And then the last one is SkyDrive. This is the future. This is uh, Cars flying and a little hard to hear maybe because we had to wear masks but i think you're going to enjoy the interview too thanks everybody for joining us this week on the tech ranch so what kind of crazy things can you do with mushrooms now i'm not talking about the psychedelic ones here i'm talking about what's possible in the food realm so alan with myco has joined us today alan what you guys are doing is incredible Absolutely incredible. And I know I've teased people a little bit already here, so tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing. You know, what we're doing is very different. And what we're doing is we've created a food processing platform 
that allows us to remove bad tasting things in plant-based ingredients through fermentation. What we do is use a very complex organism, the root system of mushrooms. And it looks like we're brewing beer, stainless steel tanks to the ceiling, and we put different plant-based ingredients in. And instead of adding a bunch of sugar, salt, and fat to cover up bad taste, we ferment those problems away. And it allows us to make better for you products. So we take things like pea and rice protein. Yep. You mix them together, and you do that because there's different amino acids in each one. Because what you want to get is what's called a complete protein. We are a B2B company, so okay. we make an ingredient, and we work with other big food companies to sell them an ingredient that they can make things like plant-based meats, uh, uh, plant-based dairy. So you think about cheeses and yogurts and milks and burgers and chicken, but all from plant-based, no meat products. So what do you see on the horizon with this technology? You know, where I see this going is we will, sometime this coming year, uh, have a new product out that instead of improving pea and rice protein through this fermentation, we will be able to grow the mushroom biomass, which is the root system of the mushrooms, as a complete protein. And we're really excited about it. It's, it's, it's kind of the holy grail of what we've been working on, is how to get to that point where we have a highly sustainable form of protein that uh, can be produced in about seven days. So a cow takes a little longer than seven days. Yep. Uh, you can uh, produce this in a week. By the way, where's my chili? Chili is hot and ready to go. Not only do we have the chili, but we have our plant-based cheese to go with oh, it. Oh, I'll have to go check that out as well. At CES 2022, this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. you hear the phrase as the crow flies right meaning that it's the shortest distance in the air to get someplace well Elon Musk has a little bit different philosophy with that and he started the boring company a couple years ago probably not one of his more famous companies but the boring company is exactly what it sounds like it actually tunnels underneath places all right so to give you an idea about how large the boring equipment is that they run underground. This is the actual cutter that was used to bore the LV loop. Very, very cool. You can see that it actually gets damaged a little bit as it's going underground, and they're able to replace these as they need to. So here in Las Vegas, they decided that they would actually create a series of tunnels underneath the Las Vegas Convention Center and put Teslas through them because they don't emit any you know, noxious gases. And they run these cars, as you're seeing behind me, through these tunnels to transport people around the Las Vegas Convention Center. At this time, they're actually expanding this now to other hotel properties in the area. And rumor is that someday you'll be able to take one of the boring company's Teslas from the airport 
to anywhere in town. So it'll be very interesting to see how this develops, but they are actually working as part of the LV Loop. So you can go to lvloop.com, you can go to theboringcompany.com to find out more about this very ingenious way to get people around. I'm Marlo Anderson, your guru of geek, coming to you from CES 2023. Have you been thinking about what the future of transportation looks like? Well, I have a leader in this, in this field right here, Dr. Mark with SkyDrive, and uh, really appreciate you being on the show today. So tell me a little bit about where you're at right now with SkyDrive, and where you think things are going in the future. Okay, well the vehicle you can see behind me right here is, um, that's our technology demonstrator. That flew in 2020, a one-person uh, eVTOL machine. And that was really just to prove, okay, we can get this thing flying safely. Now we're very busy right now working on the certifiable product, which will be released in 2025. And that will be a leisure and tourism, two-seater, quite modest range, but the main thing really is to achieve that type certificate get the safety in there because that's by far the number one thing. Did you ever think in your lifetime that, you know, when you were younger that you would actually get to a point where we would actually see flying cars? Funnily enough, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, Very good. I knew, I, I still know it's going to be difficult, but it, it's one of those goals and dreams that, that yeah, I've always had and, and it's great that there's now an industry and an ecosystem supporting the idea and we can drive things forward. And the diversity of um, our competitors is amazing and, and it's great. It's great to see so many different solutions and different use cases. And it is a dream that, that hopefully we can bring, bring to reality. You've talked to your test pilots. What are they, what, how do they feel about this technology? So there, I mean, the, the formation of SkyDrive really has been from, uh, come from the drone industry mixed with automotive guys. And then I, I was the first person with sort of deep aerospace background, but now we're bringing in more experienced aerospace guys and it's great to see all the different approaches to this type of vehicle and our test pilots they just love the challenge every day of, of sort of seeing how the control characteristics of this type of vehicle vary depending on weather conditions what the system's doing and then and the feedback loop into the design team and how we can make the improvements and make it a, a truly easy to fly system but above all a safe system to fly which isn't just the, the, the redundancy and reliability, which of course is in there. It's also things like the, the human-machine interface, because SDL5 in 2025 will have a pilot on board. As you probably know, most accidents happen because of human error or human-machine interface. So this is the future of transportation right here. At CES 2022, this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270.